0: Welcome to a Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're joined by Nate and Sam from Brass Castle to explore some of their incredibly appealing and arguably unique new releases. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. fun fun evening we've had already Tori's had some had some tech issues
1: but we are here uh, not to mention here. not to mention i'm like i'm ill and i was like we're gonna yeah, get in, like we're gonna, it's gonna be so good like get in here it'll be really great and then it just took ages i want to know though i messaged when i was messaging Josh. she so said that's the brass castle crest why is that have <laughs> got additional questions <laughs>
2: So I think it's something I've I've invented but like for the last few weeks we've just had hell Wednesdays so we've regaled already about getting we uh, cleaning out one of our fermentation vessels and getting covered in yeast and figs so higgy figgy
0: From one of the days that we're going to be drinking this evening higgy figgy
2: uh, Yeah, showered me in all of its glory Uh, and then we were canning after that and the canning line just decided it, it wanted to have some special attention, so Aww. and we out for like another two hours afterwards. I
3: think the real issue is that Nathan's not actually been with us that long and doesn't realise that's pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, Nathan's issue actually, actually has a life, so it likes to be out, well, it likes to attempt some sort of semblance of being out on time and normality but uh yeah that does
1: not you just that. don't you can't Normality's plan for that normal. can you i feel <laughs> like that's that's a perfect segue into introductions do you want to sort of say who you're both
3: are, what you do which brewery you're from uh so we are from i believe brass castle brewery uh based over in Moulton. if i haven't gotten very confused uh we're both brewers um and we are bolstered by a team of fantastic sales staff uh we're sort of currently sat in our tap house which obviously is a, is a fantastic gateway for the communities to get involved and yeah. sell our beer so and there is also another two brewers who couldn't be with us tonight also worth
2: mentioning yeah so that's uh matt and andy they can't be with us but sam's doing himself short he is our head brewer so he is the wizard in chief. <laughs> He's gonna get <laughs> me back to that. But yeah, I'm I'm sort of I'm the new boy. Uh, I think it's two months now. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. I've been sort of popping in before them for like a few days here and there for about nine months. But then they decided that I, I could probably we weren't sick of you quite yet, and you could stay <laughs> <whatever laughs> Yeah, uh, that's I think. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what else.
3: That's probably it for, for, for us.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I would ask more about
3: bills, but we had all that beforehand, <laughs> so uh, we, we've got a good look. that. And obviously everyone listening probably knows much about you anyway. Yeah.
0: And uh, the reason that you uh, are a brewer, Nathan, is apparently it's our fault.
2: Yeah. so uh, I, Ger- I started listening to you, well, obviously you started in lockdown, but and I, like most people who had a bit more money because they weren't going to publish started to try drink wider beers and then mm-hmm. I wanted to learn about it. So I looked for beer podcasts. It's how I learn about other things in my life. I, I was an archaeologist at the time, so I listened to archaeology podcasts, so it's like a natural evolution.
4: Fun.
2: Um and a lot of the people either on it were like, well, I just kind of thought, what have I got to lose? And so went into brewing. And I was like, eh, I'm as I used to say young, dumb and unattached. So I what had I got to lose? I took a few days off work uh, eventually after like lockdown left. Uh, lockdown left lockdown eased following the kind of "what we've got to lose so your uh, other contributors have said and uh, the guys at Brass Castle were sort of dead keen to like, I think I was
3: hounded by emails for about a month <laughs> and tried to <laughs> get rid of the guys like sorry dude we're really busy uh, it's just dangerous I don't think we're going to be able to fit you in and then you know after, after, after about four weeks you kind of think actually we're just going to have to get this guy in and out of the way get it out of the system yeah. uh, and then we can get rid of him
2: <laughs> yeah to the point where i would i would work over in the north york Miles and to get home i would have to drive through malton so i'd be like would well, it be rude for me not to stop in. <laughs> it
1: would, yeah it probably would be rude it if would. we didn't stop it in, totally to would. There.
2: <laughs>
3: i think you uh, started on wednesday actually which could have been
0: that saturday The wednesday oh, so, there we yeah. go. is that why it's wednesdays oh, wednesdays. Oh. Oh. wednesdays this is why we don't record on wednesdays <laughs> <Yes>. normally <laughs> now we know why thanks guys (laughs) well as it's been a wednesday i think we should crack the first beer yeah which one
1: which one do you guys want us to crack first which one well we we asked
3: earlier and we sort of we told that you'd come up with maybe a wee list or we maybe we sent a list and we were going to go roughly in order that i was sent in which is the first off the Galaxy Crush mm-hmm. designed by yours truly, actually. I will point Ooh. out because I'm Ooh. quite chuffed with this little series. Okay. Uh the, the the hardest part, one of the one things to mention actually for us anyway, the hardest part of brewing has got nothing to do with brewing at all. It is to do with naming and oh yeah, uh designing a designing a well, no one deciding what beer you want to brew which just has all all sorts of points of contention of what people like, what people don't like, and also what the public will want and won't want, and then come up with a name to go with that, and then also a design. Uh, And it's usually just easier if you do it yourself. (laughs) And that's what we're doing. So, yeah, this is Galaxy Crush. Uh, It's a single hop, uh, double dry hop pail, so nothing like out of the box or too exciting by today's standards, but like with everything we do we like to try we like to try uh, and do it well uh, which i think we have with this it also helps with this one in particular that it's galaxy hops and you just can't go wrong with them so it's a pretty easy one to begin the conversation with because i hope that need, both of you to enjoy it because it's galaxy and you can't go wrong i, I do <laughs> like galaxy hops be fair. Right,
1: I do like Galaxy Hops, yeah. to be fair. And I really like the um like the artwork on it where it's like the pop art design. Yeah, it's very, like, it's very like very like comic book I like I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, I really Christ. quite like it. It's, so.
3: it's nothing original, but it it, it <laughs> certainly it certainly pops.
1: It makes an I impact. Like it, yeah. It's eye-catching, I think. Yeah. And actually, you say, Oh, it's nothing that exciting. I actually almost think when somebody does a single hop beer now, it is really interesting because I do think like. You almost have to make it like you almost have to make sure you do it really well when you're not adding like a whole bunch of like, ad, like adjuncts in and all that kind of stuff. When I it's actually yeah, like, like that, you, the hop yeah, it's has to shine.
2: Like when you do a lag, you,
3: you're not, you've got nothing to hide, fine, because people kind yeah. of know, know what they're going to be expecting. So yeah.
1: yeah. I, I also think, as someone who's come at this from like a complete,
2: come to the industry as a complete novice, wanting to learn more about beer, having a beer that is purely one, well, not one ingredient It is the main ingredient in pale ales. is obviously going to be the hops so having just that one hop is really good to, sh- to showcase and teach people
0: 100 percent. the reason
2: why you get
3: sound because also this is just one ingredient it's just hops and this is not literally nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing else <to> it's <laughs> just extent. hops
0: it's just hops. hops pure hop
1: juice
2: <laughs> we just put it in a blender
1: <laughs> i would say it does live up to exactly what i expect it mm. to be and it like I love galaxy hops personally like I love like like New England style things so like I love the fruity and that arguably like slightly sweet and the creaminess that comes from it and all that and I feel like it's yeah it's the what I love like I feel like galaxy hops are like those type of like those type of fruit flavors are what I love in a New England IPA And so, like, this is really, (laughs) this is really good. It's, um, yeah, I like it. So, So,
3: well, well, next year we're we're looking at doing a purely uh, fumbles and challenger range, which you know is uh, definitely not. But it's it's actually it's actually very good to hear that you said it's what what you expect it to look like because it it maybe something will come on to later. for us, is actually almost a challenge with the New England style. So obviously people do expect them to be quite hazy, but because everything we brew is through a gluten-free recipe, uh, obviously we're dealing in our beers with a hell of a lot less proteins than most breweries have when they're packaging them. Uh, so to, to actually be able to get that sort of nice uh, glow and haze, I mean, there are certainly more glowy and hazy beers out there, but it's nice to be able, for us to be able to get a beer that's still got that while also being gluten free, yeah, uh, and let's like say again, not many other people can say that. So uh, I think that's that's really quite
2: quite a nice thing. Yeah, not to bar and trumpet, but I, I do think my shame she... it tastes off <laughs> <too. laughs>
1: I can't believe it's six point five percent. I was going to
0: say that. Like it seems really, <laughs> I, just, I just did like a... <laughs> and drinkable. And I was
1: like, oh, this is six point five percent. Like this, like it's a, it's a little bit. It feels sessionable. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I was just about to say it's really sessionable. And like, I squirreled like, like is the can around and I went, oh, that's that's six <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, that's what, uh, arguably deadly because that's way too easy drinking. Because I feel like I could have a few of these and it would probably hit me quicker than I realized. <laughs> yeah.
2: I. Hope we send you down disruptor because uh, it's been a few days. It's been a weekend. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. If you think this is easy drinking, wait till you crack open disruptor. Because I, I seven four, isn't it? Yeah, but that is yeah. that is I, the current brew of it. Is yeah. I, I I ended up sideways because of it a few times. <laughs> Just stayed for one too many in the tap and then gone I need to catch the train and if not. Yeah, so wait for that. <laughs>
4: Yeah, one, one, of the,
3: one of the other really nice things we do is we tend to keep a house yeast, which actually everything oh by the kitchen everything else we'll be drinking tonight is our house yeast, uh, which oh, cool. which is very characterful, has it really helps with our gluten free things it's it's very good at dropping out. Uh, but the New England obviously we we, we use package yeast just because there's the most of that flavour and that sort of really full fruitiness uh really comes from what sort of yeast you're using.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and it's it's sort of a nice, nice excuse for us to play with something else. I and mean, we we're really proud about how she's because not many other breweries do it. So it's really cool to do that. But it is also fun to be able to throw these other yeasts at it and 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 get these different, really different flavour profiles from the yeast and also that different sort of uh the whole bioconsummation and the, uh, everything being kept in suspension without those without the need to keep the proteins in there. Uh, I think it's also a really quite a cool thing with this beer. Yeah maybe slightly
1: boring but also i, I guess oh, be exciting. excited well. no not at all yeah, i mean I, I totally agree like i know for like what was said before about how like the great thing about like single hot beers for example is it really lets you study all those elements of it and and i think like i definitely do that i definitely use like single hot beers or uh, like if something's been brewed a certain way like a uh, certain new strain something like, that. like i use something that i know is gonna be representing of something in particular that I know what I'm looking for, so I can use that as a studying method, exactly as you guys said earlier. So it's like, it's I always think it's like really interesting to try a beer that's a single hop that uses a particular yeast strain, and then maybe try like another single hop that's using like a different yeast strain. and Be like, actually, has that changed that taste? Like uh, that's what I find really interesting. I feel like yeast can be really um, underestimated, and <laughs> really- in that, yeah, in
3: that. Case coming up, we do. I mean, it's 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 obviously a different packaging and a different ABV, but we do have we're literally on Thursday brewing Starlight, which is a beer we do uh generally once a year around Christmas time. Obviously, the, the name works quite well with this, with, uh, with the time of year, but that is a single hot galaxy pale, but that's using our house sheets. Uh, we're not going to can it, so it's something early, so for actually for you guys, it's probably a pointless conversation, but for anyone up north who has well, access to, make, to all the, to make the, all trip, the fantastic pubs I? that you know really stick by buying fantastic beer from the best breweries out there, uh, who may possibly be serving Starlight, uh, it would it's, be a good chance to really try that sort of side by side and see uh, how a single hop galaxy can work in both a seven, uh, 6.5% uh, do, double dry hop New England pale, uh, compared to a uh, more traditional four point something percent, uh, much lower every I cap you really remember on cast. Uh, mm. So the same hop, but just do, you utilize in a very different way.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Like that's when when I've been teaching people about beer tasting online, the thing they always say to me is, "I want to be able to differentiate the hops in my beer." The best way to do it is by trying the different the different single hop beers. Um, yeah because then you're teaching yourself like this so this is this hot this is what it tastes like to me so then you'll be able to find another one but then to go that step further try it with different yeast try it on different dispense like can keg cask like just see the the magic that you guys can create depending oh, yeah. on on what ingredients go into go into it then how it's dispensed afterwards as well it, it changes it well, well, completely I mean, just to-
3: just for example, anyone who, who's lucky enough to live near our, our tap house in Moulton, um, we, we have Bad Kitty in, in, on service in cask, keg and on nitro, which is oh, wow. only <laughs> us and the Ruff and Gaskell in York have it on at the moment. And I mean, again, not to, well, it's probably more of a historical thing. Bad Kitty was from the first beers that Phil brewed back in, uh, in Poplington. It, it, not, not, nothing to do with us, Phil, fantastic uh great beer but on nitro is just a whole other beast entirely i mean keg and can i'll take it or leave it it's okay yeah can, beautiful nitro is just another it is literally the exact same thing just yeah uh, different. it's yeah. crazy how much difference it makes
1: i That's tend to find crazy. yeah i tend to find the nitro element of it it's like it's good when it's like a very particular like i find like porters and stouts the nitro element works really well because i find that um from we've done comparisons in the past of like the same beer where there's a nitro version and a non-nitro version. Like the nitro, when it's not a stout, can almost like or a porter, it can almost kind of like take away some elements of it, but it obviously brings that creaminess. But then when you have like the stout or a porter, just because of like already the mouthfeels you're getting from from those usual like, typically and the flavours you're going for, like velvety chocolate, a lot of the times is what it's going for. That that nitro really just like oh like you just cannot beat a really good just nitro porter or stout in my opinion sometimes. It's just that beautiful velvety creaminess to it is just like yes.
3: So oh, good. So I'm, what I'm hearing then is to—I don't know if we whos breaking up me. But what I'm saying is to, break, to really mess with your head is we actually need to do the pickle back on Nitro and see how <laughs> oh Nitro hey pickle sour. Girls. Oh my god!
1: I'm already <laughs> like—I'm not even <laughs> gonna lie—I am I already think. like, oh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I dude, do. Well, <laughs> this is the thing though—is like historically. Well, I'm not a pickle person and I'm like but I will try like I have bought the beers that are like pickle or like uh, cucumber sours and stuff and it's hit weirdly it's hit or miss like some of them I'm like you're yeah, all right and some of them I'm like it's not for me but it's a five out of five because it tastes exactly <laughs> like a pickle and that's how I'm like yeah you've nailed the flavor. <laughs> so I'm really interested when we get to that one because i oh, like we'll, oh we'll, my we'll
3: come to that we'll we, we, we crack it up and we'll come to that then because that's yeah. uh I think that's one of the things that really really excited me in brewing at the moment it's uh it's
2: I mean obviously I'm always excited about brewing but it's been <laughs> it's very 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 much excited me I'll I'll say my my views on it It all good but like the, <laughs> about brewing it when we get to it but yeah. I just want to say about, about key on, nitro has broken bad kitty for me i had a normal pint of it over the weekend and i was i took a sip and was about to go back to the bar and be like it's long and i went i went oh,
1: uh it's because <laughs> it's <laughs> not nitro oh. <laughs> i've uh i've had bad kitty before in the past and i've really really enjoyed it and um it's funny because it, just to go back to what you guys were saying about being a gluten-free uh brewery and all that like i i knew that about you guys like i don't know probably last year for like around christmas time um I was in my local bottle shop it's like a coffee shop slash bottle shop they've got some tap lines in and I was there and I was just talking to the owner um and someone had come in being like yeah I need to get beer for someone that's like got a gluten intolerance and I was like I know exactly the brewery and he had like I think he had bad I think he had Christmas kitty at the time and he had uh, one or two other ones from you guys. And I was just like.
3: Uh, you had, uh, you said, you, you just said uh, one of the other ones was Christmas Kitty, which you've literally just proved two days ago. So it's, <laughs> it's coming for you again, but sorry. Go, no, no, no.
1: I was just saying like, I, I knew that without a doubt I could say to them, like, yeah, uh, if you want to put in an online, I think I said to like quite a few people that asked about it, if you want to get an order for somebody that has a gluten intolerance, the best brew that you can go to is Brass Castle, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, literally like, and you guys obviously, I think, I think you were doing online orders at this time, anyways. As I said, yeah. it was about a year ago, and I was like, go on their website, and I was like, if not, go to like online independent bottle shops, like you can find them. Like, I just put in an order, and I was like, because they are. Obviously, I think with the gluten intolerance, you do have to be careful because some people it's not just about being gluten free. But I was like, check the back of this can. If this is what you like, literally go and order like a whole bunch from them because it will all be like this. And I was like, it's so easy now that I know when someone says like gluten intolerance, what brewery should I look at? I'm like brass House. that's easy. <laughs> and you do quite <laughs> a lot of vegan ones as well, don't you?
3: So, oh, so, so the the gluten free thing almost came out about that. We we've always been a vegan brewery, always, 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 never went from that path once. Really, with uh, the gluten free thing, sort of came in as a uh, again how how we can also make this even more inclusive, so literally everyone can drink it. And it's it's maybe just worth clarifying on that point while we're on it is the fact that everything is brewed gluten- to gluten-free recipe all the cans are gluten-free certified so they're all below 20 parts per million per mil- million billion uh oh jesus 20 parts per billion uh, threshold million. yeah million no maybe yeah, i think you're right i think you're right yeah. 20 parts per million threshold uh, so they're all absolutely fine but the cask is all brewed to the same recipe we just don't get each batch tested but either way you should unless you are Absolutely, obviously, definitely intolerant. You you are, then stick to the cams because we know that they're okay. There is a chance that for some reason, some Casper maybe isn't, mm. but they're, they're all they're all the same. So,
1: well, no, there's also that element of well, is like if you're putting it on somewhere, obviously all the lines should be clean. It shouldn't be a problem. But then there's also good, like yeah. I know that you normally want a line that is specifically dedicated to gluten-free beer like again not that anybody shouldn't have clean lines or anything like that but there's always like that 0.001 percent chance depending on how gluten intolerant yeah, you are that if yeah. it's not a gluten specific line like there's always that chance so yeah. <laughs> we certify it what the problem does with
3: it is yeah then that's well yeah. not so yeah, yeah good
1: well that's it isn't it it's, it's very much it's very much like you can do it to your degree but it's always like but i was i was thinking more of like people reading the labels because i know from people i've spoken to that like i don't know it's something weird i don't know the specifics because i'm not i i don't i'm not like celiac or anything like that but like people that have um that can have a gluten they there's certain gluten-free things that they can't have because there might be some element that's still like triggers their gluten intolerance so I always tell people like read the back of it but so far like I've sent so many people to you guys to be like good gluten-free beer go look at Brass Castle because I also found that from from the beers I've had from you it doesn't compromise any flavors whatsoever
3: we like to hope so yeah literally, literally the only thing we do find is that there's a slight uh slight slight uh sort of sacrifice of head retention which we're fine with if it means that everyone can drink it. Yeah. It doesn't affect the flavour. It does mean that some of our dry, like New England styles are a little bit clearer than they could be, but as you can see, really not that much of an impact. Uh, the head retention is the one noticeable thing, but we're, we're fine with that if it means people can drink it. Yeah, yeah makes- uh, Which, again, is quite a nice thing, because a, a few of us here are vegans, so the vegan thing obviously makes a lot of sense from an ethical point of view for us, but the gluten-free thing is purely... Purely from a, if we can do this, then why would we not? Because it just means more people can drink the beer, uh, which, which is and, and again, a lot of uh, luckily a lot of other pubs are offering that gluten-free line, and a lot of other breweries are offering that gluten-free option.
2: But uh, but why not do it across the whole range? Yeah, I know that having served now behind the bars at festivals, a lot of people are surprised when. We can say, yeah, our entire range is gluten free because usually you used to there's like one line across maybe a couple of bars, or they have to go to the side of bar. So to give them, yeah. so indie man, we had three lines on, so three lines for somebody who wants to be gluten free for their entire festival because they have to be. Is is I think pretty good. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's nice to be inclusive in that way, or it's, uh, but I think it feels feels earnest as Phil, Phil, our owner says, it's it's just lazy not to be out. Yeah. It's just a shame our beer isn't better, but, you know... We, we
1: <laughs> it is, like, honestly, it is um, really impressive because, again, also having worked behind a bar at a festival and people come up and go, do you have a gluten-free beer? And um, I've been fortunate enough to work, like, for the majority we've always usually had, like... The people that I've worked for have always the majority had, like, at least one because they've thought of that. Um, but they've... When I've gone, yeah, we've got this, they were going, like, instead of having... A uh serving it to the line. Could you serve it all the way to the top of the glass, please? Because this is literally the only beer that I can drink at this entire festival. Because they're like, nobody else has a gluten-free beer, so they'd be like, it's either this or it's cider or it's like something that's not beer. And um it is quite good, like when like when you guys are there, because you know you're gonna have like there's just more option for people, so they don't have to. Not that you not that it's like there's a problem if the beer is really good having just one beer the whole time, but like, can you imagine going to a beer festival and there's like all these flavors everyone else can have? And you're like, I guess I'll oh, just you. have this one beer for four right. hours, which is fine. It's just, it's kind of like, it's not as fun as if you can go, really and, well, go up I'm and work my pub way pub through. Right, exactly. exactly. You can exactly. just go down the pub and do that. You don't need to go to a beer festival. Yeah. So. Especially when it's, like, all you can, like, all included, yeah. uh, all drinks included, and you're like, cool, I can have unlimited beer. But have unlimited of that one. <laughs>
3: yeah. So what he's saying is Brass Castle needs to be at every beer festival from I, now on. Of
0: course.
1: I think that's actually what, what I'm saying. Away. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying, and I stand by that.
3: So. <laughs> that campaign, we need to be first here at the festivals. <laughs> 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 <It's>
0: yeah. <okay. laughs> the only problem with being at all the festivals it means that like from like august to october that's it june to october that's every weekend and yeah <laughs> have zero up. life yeah like,
1: absolutely zero life <laughs> i know like there's we didn't even go to all of them and it was like oh my god when am i gonna do things <laughs> it's fun though it is good fun but yeah i absolutely think like I think personally festivals should make an effort to have breweries like yourself, like more breweries like yourselves being like, cool, if we want to have a festival that's more inclusive um, and inviting to all people, we have to make sure we're including brew. Like I feel like there can't be, not that every, not that every festival is like this, but there can't be that gatekeeping element where it's like, oh, you just have to be one of those like hot new breweries or you have to be, I don't know, on the top of untapped or anything like this, like we need to start thinking like, Who's inclusive brewery wise and be like, cool, this brewery makes like a lot of, you know, all gluten free beers. Let's get them involved. This person makes all vegan friendly beers. Let's get that person involved because that's just going to widen your pool of who's going to want to come. Because I imagine there's so many gluten free, like celiac people that probably go, I'd go to a beer festival, but I can't drink any of the beers. So what's the point? I'm not even going to bother. It's like, you got to build the, like, you have to build the festival you want.
3: Beer's awful. However, we have vegan and gluten free. So it's at worth a try.
1: Ticking all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the next oh. bit because I'm really, really excited. Yeah. I basically, I'm the excited. order I did, the order I did these literally was just the order that you had uh, mentioned wanting to sort of talk through them. So it just so happens so, that this second one is like my favourite one. Probably. Yeah. I'm guessing. I think, it,
3: I, think the, I think the order that we mentioned it does, well, Nathan mentioned kind of works even yeah. if it was not. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> it wasn't, but it, it does happy accident so, again another heavyish hitter so 6.7 percent uh, despite what the sort of can label would maybe lead you to believe uh which was i will mention is was done by a local artist from roost coffee up just up the road and it's one of my favorite labels or anything they've ever done uh, i think she's why is it the original pumpkin on instagram uh um, we, we I, can't, I can't remember how long it was Chris, we, got, we basically go up there left coffee most days, just, well, Chris will bring some down to the brew house. And I think he got talking to uh, Gemma uh, there, who I think they must have mentioned at some point she does, she does some artwork. And obviously, again, we are always, always a, a, a loggerheads on how the artwork's going to go. So he's like, well, we'll, we'll put it Gemma and see what she comes up with. And it is, I absolutely love it. She is working on something else for a... Possible, well, a an almost certain colour we're doing in the future, which I'm pretty excited about. Well, we're not seeing much detail, just in case it pulls through. <laughs> but I love the whole like Alice in Wonderland dress. Yeah, uh, little uh, let do, do this little lass in the key, uh, in the tea cup and yeah. uh, little gingerbread man. So she was sort of given the uh, brief, the briefing. Thank you. Uh, that it was. It's, it although it is, it says a pumpkin spice beer, but it was. It was,
2: oh, go how do we? So, there's, I can't remember, but there's not actual pumpkin involved. It's because it's it's meant to. So, Andy, who is one of our other brewers, it's his idea, so he would be better explaining this, but it's meant to. It, 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 this started of beer to us and our interpretation of it is meant to mimic the, the coffee that you will get from a certain American <laughs> coffee chain, <laughs> which has no. No, it no. just, yeah, it's
0: got no pumpkin in it, it's just got the spices that remind people of the season. Yeah. I'm just gonna sense. put my
1: happy pumpkin spice uh season no. <laughs>
0: pumpkin <laughs> up behind me. Anyone that hasn't listened to the podcast before, one where have you been? Oh, we've got a pumpkin. Yeah, so let's, 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 I have two. I have two
1: proper carved yeah. pumpkins, but this is just my neon pumpkin that I got. Because I basically time. went in. I basically went into I don't know insert big supermarket chain here to get Halloween candy, and I made the mistake of going down like the Halloween section, and I was like, and "I'll have you, and I'll have you." Oh, that wasn't you. a this mistake. Like, you did that on purpose. I know. And then I came home, and I said to myself, "Like, please don't look in the bag of everything I bought. <laughs> this is not." <laughs> I was like, "Please don't judge me." I was like, "This one had neon. You know, I'm a sucker for neon, so." Nice. <laughs> Um and thank you guys because you guys sent me the pump clip and I'm like I really love the artwork. <laughs> like so much this artwork to me absolutely how
3: proud we the artwork. No, I am so of Jem's done an absolutely fantastic job. And I hope to be able to get rid it much more in the future.
1: And mm. it has that very like comic booky style to like the artwork as well. And it's like it just is really, really cool. And I love it. And I'm used to seeing your labels so like like you know bad kitty i'm used to seeing your labels in a way where it's like a pattern or something that's very um like not a photo but just like these patterns which are like it is eye-catching in its own way but when i opened up this i was like oh my god that is like just amazing looking it just looks so pretty <laughs>
3: it's, it's, again it's one of those it's like because so there's so many so many breweries doing so many interesting beers at the moment and actually you, you i mean you talk about a pumpkin spice latte beers if it's I mean, maybe not so much now, as if it's something a bit different. But actually, so many bit breweries are doing them. Actually, the label can be half the battle at the moment. So it's something that stands out is good. But also, brewing it right makes a massive difference. And I, I do think doing it as a as a white stout was an interesting choice. I think it's paired off well because it literally has has come out. I uh, exactly how we pictured it, which does not always happen first time with a, with the one off brew. <laughs>
1: it smells Uh, exactly as I'd wanted to smell and it it tastes exactly as I'd wanted to taste and there is noticeable cinnamon levels which Mm. makes me happy because there's nothing that hate there's nothing that really bums me out more than when there's like a pumpkin because obviously yeah I mean we've talked about in past pumpkin episodes that we've done every every year we do pumpkin episode and now this I mean we would have put this in the pumpkin one we're talking about it now happy days um normally when we talk about it it's like yeah the difference is obviously pumpkin beer or the ones that use like gourds that's when you actually put the pumpkin in the squash and a pumpkin spiced beer you can put pumpkin in but it's more about having the key like pumpkin spices which is the cinnamon and and the nutmeg and, and those things and there's nothing that bums me out more than when it's like a pumpkin spiced beer and you crack it open and it's just like I do not taste cinnamon and you're just like this is not a pump, like there's no cinnamon in it just when you think there's enough cinnamon, just add a little bit more cinnamon. <laughs> is how I feel about cinnamon. Tory likes cinnamon. In case well, you missed
3: it. <laughs> so, what, what, what in that case again? One of the reasons you need to buy more brass uh, <laughs> is, is, and I, as you mentioned before, the Christmas cake uh, is obviously very. It's a, it's a similar uh, with a with a fair few tweaks in there to make it different. The uh, the obviously so, Christmas spices and pumpkin spices are very closely linked.
0: Very similar.
3: Uh, um, that's it the main differences we're using in the christmas kitty star and east orange peel as opposed to uh the more nutmeg and uh clove focus that we had in, in yeah. the pumpkin spice but the whole point of this was again to differentiate it was having that really it's a pumpkin spice latte beer aspect so obviously the coffee this is quite strong um and but again that cinnamon really shines still shines through and all those all those spices do we we me and Nathan are lucky enough to be sat on the tap at the moment where we do have it on Casp as well and again the exact Ooh. same beer exact same beer that has gone into can also went into a few firkins which we had downstairs and the flavor profile is again completely different the The cinnamon is a little bit more is, is, is more subdued and you may come in and say you're not getting quite enough cinnamon which I'm, I'm very pleased to say that you do get it in through the can but that coffee is just so smooth so it's 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 just the whole, the aspect of this sort of change. And so it's, it's much more, it, I'm, not, geez, I'm not saying the cans are bad, but the, one, the, the cast is just quite exciting, really. I was going
1: to say, it's all just yeah. a different experience. It's not necessarily yeah. like yeah. when you go, like, cast, Ken, Ken, like, it's they're all different experiences. And it's not even like you go, oh, this one's bad, if you prefer the other. Like, it's just, it's something that's totally different that brings something else to the table that, like, has you like, oh, wow, I like this but I also really like this. <laughs> this is so I also
3: the fact that, obviously, as a white stout, one of, the, one of the sort of challenges you have is obviously you're trying to get that pale sort of character to the beer, but also having all those traditional stout flavours such as roastiness, a bit of sort of burnt, you know, burnt sort of roasted notes, uh, which obviously the coffee on starts beautifully. is beautiful. It also sat on a load of uh, cow nibs, which gave that sort of slightly underlying chocolate smoothness to right. it. And... Uh, um, no, which again, Nathan had to pull out of the fermenter, uh, <laughs> conditioning tank in this
2: case, and uh, me and Matt had to pull out a rather large sack of uh, cacao nibs and coffee coffee beans, which I yeah uh, I still have yet to thank you for. Uh, <laughs> but
4: going, you get the best job. Back... <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> no, it was it was good. It's like you've got to do jobs like that when you start. how it. you learn. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Hire people under you. Um. We've, we, so we poured this at a couple of festivals and the reaction when people ask for a stout and then it comes out white is really interesting um to see because obviously people expect stouts so we've got we've got key here so they expect that yeah. and then to give them white and explain actually that how you take a pill and make it dark is quite cool and i'm a stout boy so any weird and wonderful stouts i can get away with brewing'm I'm, I'm gonna jump up so this was great um, yeah I, I have yet to try on cask because uh, I was driving at the festival that we had it on cask at so I couldn't uh, because I knew that if I did try it I would wouldn't
0: go <laughs> you don't just stop yeah. <laughs> sensible uh,
2: yeah it, it's turned out well and I think it's got as, as Sam said it's got the right levels of well it's got the right levels of everything If you because if you go for especially the coffee we were really worried that we'd over caffeinate it uh, also it's what Tori said I'm biased like you know I'm, I'm
3: taking praise here from <laughs> outsiders it's <This is> fantastic
0: <laughs> it's so good like all of the flavours balance just right to give you what you
1: expect, what you expect. from a yeah. pumpkin spice latte it's it's beautiful the and roastiness really like lingers so as good. well so cup, when you breathe yeah. out you're like oh it's nice and roasted so good <laughs>
0: and we we equally love to bend people's minds with white stouts. Like we we got us to do a My bar at <laughs> Fest and we we took a white stout to that and it was great. People, people were like a white stout, what's a white stout? And we were like, it's this. And they're like, but what? Oh, it tastes roasty. It tastes like coffee. What? We loved it. it was, and we had it a was... black IPA on as well. So we had a white stout and a black IPA and we're like, we were
1: were like picking the beers and we were like trying to narrow it down to three and we knew that we wanted the white stout a because white stouts are amazing b it was like the one that we had both gone to help brew for international collaborate like women's collaboration and uh and we were like yeah we definitely want that on because that would be really representative of us and everything else like that and then we're like messaging and i said to joe like how would you feel (laughs) if i proposed to a black IPA and I, and then she went I think it would be f- it'd be funny and I was like that's exactly where my mind is at is it would be really funny for people to come up and go oh yeah what's that IPA please and you give it and it looks like a stout and they're like okay uh stout and it looks like it yeah. <laughs> almost like an IPA and I just thought it would be really funny to just mess with people and it was <laughs> and it was yeah yeah it was because people were like white stout I don't and I don't know about black IPA and I think like arguably I mean all three beers that we picked went down really well yeah but it was really cool to see the reception of because normally you see people talk about white stouts and they go I just don't get it I understand and I love white stouts personally um so it was really nice to see people trying it and being like I've never had one before and it's really changed my mind on on what it's like um but yeah, this is exactly what I want in a white stout. be. Yeah, it's the perfect <laughs> And I'm not just vehicle. saying that. Like I'm, and it doesn't. Again, I feel like when I think gluten free beer, ones I've had in the past have never been so flavorful, and this is really quite flavorful and is exactly like you know, a, a latte. Like, it, you get the roasty coffee and that sticks around with you. You get, like, immediately hit with the spices and then it goes to the roastiness and then that roastiness just, like, lingers in this pleasant, sweet... Like, in a sweet way, it's like a milky roasty. It's just really... Yeah, I love it.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I love pumpkin spice bits. So I'm like,
2: yes. I want to stall back on two points because we... when The day we can... Uh, uh, like... The first customers into the tap room uh, were a couple and the lady in the couple had just being like, I never drank, never found a beer in my life I, I like. And, and Lou gave her a kitsch and she walked out with an order of it. So <laughs> it, it's because she, she'd always had hoppy, bitter yeah. beers, which, mm-hmm. and so then we provided this stout, which was sweet and roasty and everything that she liked. In a in a normal drink and but no one had ever kind of uh,
0: no one after them. that yeah
2: yeah yeah so that's a credit to Lewis who's our tap pass manager so again putting put on tap pass is really good uh, he'll talk you through any beer and and then some um, but oh, there was a second point? oh uh, sorry double back to you how like most gluten free beers from other breweries are a pale ale ah I'll drink a pale ale but I've just admit I really like stouts so. Mm-hmm. It is if every again going back to plugging out blowing iron trumpet, like if you turned up to a festival and everyone had a gluten free line on, I, I would bet money that it would be a pale ale, it'd be about yes, 4.2 yeah. percent pale ale, yeah. and it all tastes about the same. and By the third pint, you'd be like, Well, I might as well just stay at this bar and drink this pint. Whereas, yeah, I'm not that I want other breweries to go more gluten free, but can you like you know, step up your game? Is basically yeah. what I'm saying. So if more people can get access better beer more frequently because yeah i'd love brass castle to be everywhere and i'd love to be able to go everywhere with it we can't so the breweries down south should really look at this so, uh, b- because it gets people into beer
3: yeah yeah that's the most important
2: really isn't it so yeah just allowing everyone to, be able to try something 100 percent. Yeah, because eventually you're just going to think that all beer is a 4.2 percent sessionable pale ale, which is right. It's
1: either it's either a pale ale or like a Wrong. lager. <laughs> it's a, it's a pale ale or a lager typically, and then yeah. it's kind of you're like, yeah. oh okay, but like it's not even. It's just like a like it's normally like a I don't know it's bog standard like Pilsner or something like that. It's yeah. not even like it's. Uh, you know, was a black of, lager yeah. it, it's, it's never like uh, the kind of lager like, yeah. what you see Braybrook doing with lagers for example when they're like uh, there's the black lager and then we're doing the smoked lager and then we're doing this it's, it's not like it's strange. even gluten free lagers where it's like something different to what other people are doing typically or like same thing with pale ales it's always usually I, I tend to find that the pale ales tend to be like New England pale ales or like the, the fruitier ones but um, you're right. There's not too much variety in it, so it would be I I think that's brilliant. Like yeah, people should step their game up and try to make more interesting, creative gluten-free beers so that people can try something a bit different without feeling like like you're right. Ultimately, if it's gonna all be similar at every single bar, why move around? <laughs>
3: yeah. And also, if you're starting now onto the point of uh, the colours of beers messing with people's heads, just so we have to do it. If you're saying on the podcast. The peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jam, dark lap uh kettle yeah. sour. Yeah. Dark sour. Would be would be a, a, a dark <laughs> a dark kettle sour with peanut butter and jam would be cool. So, oh, no, so no, I mean I, I, mean, love, like, kettle kettle sales, sales I love kettle sours.
1: I love kettle sours. <laughs> I love I love peanut butter and jelly. Like for I mean, I'm, I'm we were talking about this before you
0: came on it's because fine. I was, I told them about our peanut butter and jelly <laughs> porter and they were like oh, peanut butter and jelly sour but make it dark and i was like yes mm. i
1: will buy that yes. yeah <laughs> and i love kettle sours as well i yeah. tend to find that when it's a kettle like i mean i like all sours but i tend to find like some of my more favorite ones are like kettle sours as well so i'm very much like in support of that i would i would rally around that
3: i mean, I, I, lo- I love a good i love a good like barrel-aged bread, which you see, which you tend to see darker and uh, yeah obviously but For many, many reasons, but like a kettle sellers are always usually quite light, thin, again, which makes sense. But just doing a dark one with peanut butter and jam, like, oh my
0: wow. god! Yeah,
2: you could like do any with me anything with peanut butter, and I'll do it. I'd like, but I just thought it would be quite funny yeah, to like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be quite funny
0: just
2: to like, uh, yeah, just muck, again <laughs> keep mucking with people's heads, which I think is something we like to do. Yeah, As we'll find yeah. out there. With a certain pickle. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say, and I feel like um pretty much I'm guaranteed to buy it if it's pumpkin spiced or it's got like peanut butter in it. Yeah, it's, if it's True like enough. actually really peanut butter. Oh like especially like peanut butter cup wise. I'm like, okay, I'll have some that I love peanut butter as well. So I'm like, absolutely yes. Um with, so at least two
3: console sold right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. yeah.
1: I'm I'm already. I'm I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just no self-control with that. Um <laughs> The name Kitch, like, where did that name come from for this beer?
3: Again, again it's usually because uh, the brewers will come up with with some sort of idea of a beer and a, a, a name that we're usually not allowed to use in the end.
2: Uh, <laughs> how did Kitch come about? So I... <clears throat> it, it, there wasn't... Well, there so there was, a, <laughs> yeah, so I went up to Kevin I went up to Kevin Chris, who kind of are the general nurse is about everything in the brewery. I was <laughs> like, could we name it Something Unfamiliar? Because, uh, and the reason I came up with was, uh, it's it's a stout, it's a white stout, so it's unfamiliar, and a familiar is a witch's um, Mm -hmm. like animal, and our call stout or a call porter is a cat, so I was like, it's it's therefore something unfamiliar, and they were like, (laughs) oh, it's not, it's a really, it's a really hard sell, and then but they like because the term kitsch is kind of something that's in vogue but horrible
0: yeah
2: a pumpkin beer an actual pumpkin beer is horrible and then a PSL is sort of at this time of year everybody goes crazy for it yeah but it kind of gets mocked by like coffee people so it kind of rolled into one and they went kitsch sort of has that same the word kitsch in alongside something familiar has the same sort of weird resonance that it's taking, it's taking the piss out of itself, if I can say that. You know, we are, with the name, we realise it's a divisive beer and a divisive, divisive style of drink, so to call it that we're kind of going, yeah, we know, but you're still going to drink it. And it's also,
3: it's one of those names that sort of is in itself is a little bit weird, like the spelling is odd, the way yeah. you say it's odd, and the beer is it's, Again, it would have been something that, that Kate, that was thrown about in the conversation when we couldn't agree on what to call a beer, that then just suddenly stuck and actually really really works mm. i like how you swamp fried it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna say like i'm still team pumpkin beer but it's gotta be like it has to be fla- like i feel like if you just throw pumpkin in it yeah okay fine like i'll get that like i get how that's not a big hit because i feel like pumpkin really like squash they don't really have particular like flavor, flavor. like there's no like yeah, bold like flavor, flavor, flavor there it's what you put with it it's like brown sugar or cinnamon, or like something sweet to kind of bring out some of those like more earthy notes. And yeah, like I think pumpkin on own can be a bit earthy, but I'll still back a really well-made pumpkin
3: beer. I, <laughs> and I, I will again. I'm I'm no. I'm nothing against throwing something a bit unusual in a beer and it coming out fantastic. For us, it is more the fact that Phil, our founder, <laughs> who is a fantastic brewer, has made some fantastic beers. Is dead against them, and we. I know. I'm surprised it. you
1: got this out. Most people, you go, "Will you make a pumpkin spice He's beer?" The and they're like, like, yeah. they're like <laughs> "Can you make a like a pumpkin Cut spice in. beer?" And then they ju- you say the word pumpkin, and they're like, "Get in the bin." Nope. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're like, "Cool, that's fine." That, like, I die asked. <laughs> if
3: you could just both say again how much you love this beer, that would really, I really help love it. This beer is amazing. It's amazing. It is
0: really good. good.
1: Like,
3: if you could no, make this every
0: like, year nice. if you make it every year we'll buy it I, like, yeah I would. Januarys that make theirs every year, like, I buy we'll every, buy year. It. every year we'll i buy it every year i buy vault cities
1: year. uh yep. pumpkin every year the the coffee pumpkin one elusives um, one. Elusive, i buy every single year and i would say s43s, El- s43's by that yeah. every year i mean i think like elusives even then like theirs isn't theirs is more coffee than it yeah. is anything like pumpkin or pumpkin spice but it's yeah. so different it's really good but it's so different to yours because it's like they I think they actually put pumpkin in theirs but I don't think this their spicing is a little bit more subdued than yours like theirs they go more for the coffee and less for the yeah. spices and I think that's because like market wise it is a gamble to put I I, from my experience a lot oh, of. Yeah people in the UK I mean there's one guy in my office one of the guys in my team he's so funny he like absolutely hates cinnamon and I was like do you want to try a pumpkin spice and he's like it's got cinnamon I'll just die and I told him today he was dramatic I was like stop being dramatic you're gonna die if you touch cinnamon like it's not like
3: cinnamon
1: cinnamon's awesome <laughs> I know. he's just like no but then he also is like yeah I drink milk and I was like no like I can't <laughs> Like, just a glass of milk, and I was like, We are so different. He's so lovely. I love him so much. He's so young as well. (laughs) And I was like, Try pumpkin spice, and he's like, No, I'll just die if I have cinnamon. And I was like, It's all right. We'll put it in your glass of milk, you won't notice. Okay, (laughs) amazing. But yeah, I genuinely i love this. It's something I would definitely buy every year. So, we'd buy it every year.
3: (laughs) We have to again, fine by me. Yeah, (laughs) fine by us. And it's, it's one of those as well. It's one of those as well. You get you get to throw things in at different times at different like, It's just not, it's, it's, a, it's a fun, it's fun for us to brew because it's yeah. just something a little bit bit different where you're having to engage your break. But obviously, when you're used to brewing, you, you know, you've got the same things going at the same time. Like yeah. It's something that's nice and interesting, and we get to throw it something interesting. And so it's cool. And we get to go speak to local roasts up the road and get a coffee. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not
1: so nice that's good have you guys brewed a pumpkin spice one before did you say is this like literally the first one that you've you've brewed full stop
3: yeah literally we've we've obviously we've we've uh you've used
1: cinnamon in it before but
3: yeah with christmas kitty we sort of honed down the general sort of ratios of spices that you want what what will I mean, some 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 iterations. The Christmas cake we've done there. We've definitely overdone it with with certain. I mean, clove and nutmeg mm. spices. That are literally, m- my new changes in the in the in the weights, but completely changed the beer. Yeah. So we've thrown that down quite well. So we have done well with that. But obviously, we want changed how how those ratios work in the beer anyway. So, and we, we've done coffee beers before in the past. Straight coffee beers. So we've got a good idea what we're doing with that. But we we definitely mix things up a fair bit with this. And it was. It, it was it was actually quite interesting at points, but uh, some of us come to this in the chefing background. And we know, very 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 quickly and well where to spot and how to fix mistakes in the recipe very early on. Which nice. is good. He's uh, hanging up with a good end product rather than something that's that you've tried and failed quite miserably at, yeah. which we, we we generally generally don't do. So uh, yeah.
1: When it comes to brewing, do you guys go straight into like? do you do like test batches or do you go like full or like all in and you just go like I'm gonna put my st- I'm gonna put faith behind the recipe I've done and just go with it I think the key to greatness is
3: confidence so
1: if you're gonna go <laughs> <laughs> I 100% would agree with that actually my motto is like fake it fake till it you till make, you it, make it, it and it'll eventually be fine it's cool
3: uh, obviously, it doesn't always doesn't always play off well, and then you have to very very quickly be able to turn around and say, right, this isn't right. How do we fix it? Or uh, and again, something we we won't we generally don't have generally as a, as a rule do not have to do. Or if if you know we have had a very occasion in the past beers go wrong that we had to ditch because we we've gone hard and missed the missed the goal completely. But that is literally far and very 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 far and between. Uh, I think it's just a bit of experience and a bit of happy-go-lucky uh, sort of. Well, it's, it's getting it right. It's just, it's just, it's having, it's just having a good idea, generally how things work and just going yeah. for it.
2: It's always going for it. It is having the experience of like, as you said, diff- three different beers or beers that have had, three different components that then made this beer. So like yeah. we've, we've we've made pale ales all our entire career and then go, oh, let's make PSL. Oh God we're now making a start. We've, we've kind of got a ballpark idea where you could, if you could splice Bad Key, oh sorry, Christmas Key, uh, I can't think what... what well, um, Black Russian. Black Russian. Yeah, together, we'd end up close to where we were. So it's it's our experience, I think, in yeah. the team. And also awesome. probably helps with the different
3: backgrounds we've got in. So Matt's come from a hot-brain background, I've come in from a chefing background, uh, Andy again chefing, uh Nathan from just a genuine sort of Real sheer please have some point of view. Uh, generally means that team it, it all, it, <laughs> Phil, Phil, from a purely technical brewing point of view, he's like with some great brewers and has brought all sorts to the team. So, like it literally, when everyone gets together and thinks about something, then it's
2: it's very easily it, it just just kind of makes sense. Yeah, it would be nice to like occasionally make something on a small batch, so you could get away with. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
1: like very big wheat <laughs> but it's almost like probably on some element of it it's like if you have taken a massive risk of doing something and it turns out like exactly as you wanted it that's got to be like some level of like ah, oh, i can't believe i just did that and like an accomplishment of like pat yourself because you off, didn't even right? test it <laughs> yeah like you just went straight in and you're like nice like that's got to be some element that's really rewarding
3: i mean literally talking about kitsch like it's it's we, we obviously taste it from fermenter it from ct it's a uh, different points of bring process like yes this is this is working this isn't this isn't working right cool we've got it to the point we think we might have package it now but we know a month down the way it's going to taste completely different when it comes out with amp, but it's going to completely yeah. taste completely different once it's been carbonated yeah. and it's that's the i think actually that's the biggest trick is knowing knowing how it tastes before it's packaged and then thinking how that's actually going to come out in the end products it's yeah it really is very very different than
2: that yeah and pickleback again is a, is a good it's a good example of of that how it, it sort of changed <laughs> it changed, it the, changed the, the taste part. taste profile of it went through so many different lifestyles through and i don't it was nothing we did but it, i think it was the yeah, it is things we did. Yeah. just t- <laughs> we did. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before, I thought we would dial it down a bit and chuck it together and it up. It was just having not done a dill pickle goes <laughs> before. we've that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll hold off on that. Yeah. Should we try yeah. to get your thingy just, just yeah. to get the ball yeah out
3: out
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Before we talk about pickleback until... Well, <laughs> well,
1: well while, I'm, <laughs> while I'm pouring this, I have two, I've got two last questions on the cage. On like, I'll go did you so first question is would you ever consider like barrel aging that Ooh.
3: i mean oh well in that yes definitely we do also have a couple of kegs uh tucked to one side that are currently nitrogenating so we're going to have some nitro pores of that in the tackle.
1: oh come on <laughs> Again, that is <laughs> we're, gonna have go, we're just going to go and visit i know but yeah Barrel aging
3: for us has always been something we've liked to dabble with, and we've never really been able to play with fully. So, again, if we do it, if we do it next year or maybe in the year after, hopefully you might have a bit more scope for that. But at the moment, it's, it's a nice thought, but I can't see it ever happening. But it yeah. would be cool as hell.
1: I'm just thinking like it would be really interesting because you don't see that many barrel aged white stouts, so I just think it'd be interesting. But second question: Did you always know you wanted that to be a white stout, or were there any? other iterations of it they are like we could do this
3: the white stout wasn't a happy accident we have had a few beers where we've messed oh. the colouring up <laughs> and then no no, uh, no it was always going to be white it was always going to be a white
1: stout it was <laughs> you're like it was meant to be a normal stout and i don't know what happened
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you know nate, yeah we told nate to fill the hopper. we mm. missed a few things it was a bit embarrassed no it was uh, it was a conversation with chris who uh well, uh, one of our sales guys, um, and if we we had the we were going to be doing it anyway, and then just the sort of last minute, he just said, "What about doing it as a white stout because it works with that sort of, it, it makes sense with the flavors." So it it was, but it was a very last minute thing. But it was it wasn't it, in this case, it was definitely intentional. So
2: was I, as well. I was excited for it to be a white stout because am I right in thinking the white stout you talked about taking to a festival was with Heist?
1: Yes, yes, yeah, the espresso we, martini. It was,
2: yeah. We poured Incredible. that at our, our, a festival uh, called Baytown, and yeah, it, I didn't realize it was a white stout, like, because did, I didn't properly see the pump, pump, and I was like, oh my god, it's a white stout, yes. <laughs> and uh, espresso martini, being the basic one I am, is, is my, <laughs> my favorite cocktail, so I didn't have a white stout and an espresso martini one. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. I think it was the theme that a year. Bar, that was the theme that year was celebrations, I think. Yeah. And we were like, what do you What do you want to celebrate with? A cocktail. What cocktail do we want to do? And we were just like, because we also did Lost Industries. So we're like, we'll do a daiquiri with Lost Industries. And we'll do espresso martini with Heist. And it was a double brew nice. day. And it was a very yeah. long, tiring day. <laughs> you yeah, the same day? Oh, yeah, cool. we brewed, Oh, yeah. So we, we started at like, Lost Industry
0: first. It's like seven in the morning. And then at lunchtime, we went to Heist and we brewed at Heist. And then you got oh. to have a drink, and I had to wait because I was then doing a tasting class. I had to do the cat. I
1: had to be camera person. You did, yeah. She, <laughs> was, like, like, she, was, <laughs> in, she was in chat. I was
0: like, right, I need you to be sober
1: enough to take pictures of me, please. <laughs> I did it. I took lots and lots of photos. But yeah, that there was a. Quite r- blurry,
3: but you know. Yes.
1: <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was like it was. Re- I was really amped to be able to be part of making a white stout like that. It was really cool. Kiki yeah. Figgy. This name is amazing. Where did the name come from? And it smells amazing. Oh, I, I can smell the blueberry and the fig. So, well,
3: uh, well, uh, from a, from a technical point of view, while I remember to bring it up is we were talking about again how different styles of beer work well in different packagings or something other. This this is one I, uh, again, quite quite chuffed with because it was literally this was designed for canning and kegging. So it's a dark. So unlike Kitty, which is a dark beer that works beautifully in cans, uh, fantastic in nitro, and I th- I personally think on kegging can sort of it's nice. But it is nowhere near where it should be. Piggy Figgy was designed with that carbonation in mind, Uh, so hence it being a little bit thinner, uh, but in a in a in a a good way. So that Mm. sort of carbonic bite, sort of the slight acidity, sort of lifts all the other flavors. Uh, And it's it was sort of in a way one of the from when I started when I started being the head brewer of actually designing recipe to work in that specific format. Which maybe doesn't make sense for you when you're drinking it, but to me it definitely does. Anyway,
1: I find that really interesting. That that's something yeah. that you consciously make
3: a decision it's, about. Yeah, it's it's you you even though it's a dark beer, you're not just making it as rich, full, and thick as possible. Because actually, on, in can and keg, that doesn't really work. You want something that's still got all those flavors, but isn't too heavy. It's sort of it's it's thick and full, but it's definitely not heavy and heavy and it's not too soft, it's not too heavy, it's it's just sort of, it's still thick, but in a. No,
2: I. I, I Fortunately, I understand what you're saying, but I think it would be you're too much attractive. of a ramble to be like articulate. <laughs> All I can think of is if you say, I might be wrong, but like you so said, you went from like an imperial style in a it can, it's just a thick mouthful. Yeah, there's yeah. There's no.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, can uh, there's no CO2 isn't doing anything there apart yeah. from just keeping oxygen out. Whereas that, uh, yeah. It, it, you're reining back the body to sort of so the
3: CO two can actually bring that give that to you in the end.
1: Yeah, I find that it makes it more. Set, this it's making this like more in my opinion more sessionable like yeah. it's 5.7 percent, so obviously it's lower abv already but like just taste wise it reminds me joe yeah. of the one i brought you back from greece yeah the, 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 port, peanut the peanut butter that i brought yeah. you back from greece because um they make they make it in a way where like it's designed it is exactly that it's designed to be more carbonated because apparently what i what i learned from one of the breweries i went to over there was um their main season where they sell like high majority of all their beer is summer when it's really really hot so they've made this porter that's meant to be able to be like quite sessionable and drinkable in the summer when it's like you know when you kind of don't really want to yeah yeah Yeah. um and it is more carbonated and has that like you know Christmas to it and and it's thinner and actually i think that almost can be easier to drink especially in a 440 mil can than when you have an a uh, thick boy like syrupy imperial stout which can taste really good but almost it can become too rich some yeah. of them can become too rich if you've got like 440 ml of it yeah. whereas like i think this is mouthfeel wise it has like the thin enough mouthfeel and, and the taste to it, it it is something that you can drink 440 mil of and not be like oh it's too much it's too rich it's too yeah sweet it's, it's too beautiful. this like it is very well balanced
0: please can we preach that not all dark beers need to be 14% syrupy boys. Like I will drink a dark beer all year long. And I don't always want like a massive thick beer. Sometimes I want exactly this that is piggy figgy because it's, it's packed with flavor. It's got those lovely dark notes to it, but it's not heavy and I can sit and drink it. And it's beautiful. Like not all dark beer needs to be thick. It can I, be I won't like feel this massively be full. Beautiful. I won't feel massively full by the end. No, of it it's where not I'm like, like it's only like that's it. I'm just having that one. That's it. I'm done. Like this is gorgeous. And there's kind of I th- feel like sometimes there's this belief that stouts can only be good if they're thick. They can only be full of flavor if they're if they're thick. And that's not true. Like dark beers can. Like this is a beautifully crafted dark beer, and it's not hugely thick and and high ABV, it's, it's beautiful, and people need to embrace these a bit more, I think. Off my uh, socks.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would agree, one of my favorite, some of it is when it was uh, commercially available, was Dublin Porter by Guinness. Mm. You when you could get that on a keg, and you. also again, messing with people's heads, you look like you're having a pint of Guinness in one of like, you know, 30 degree heats, and people yeah. are like, that is not right. But it's it's really light. it's, yeah. I like dark beers, so being able to have that and not feel like I've had a, a having an actual Guinness and then having to go, now I need to go find shade and an ice cream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've just eaten a meal,
4: yeah, is
2: is definitely having something having a stout that is actually available for the time of year rather than oh, we've just got Guinness on and it's thirty four
3: degrees outside. Yeah. So yeah. And like, that maybe doing this wrong because so literally Higgy Piggy, it's obviously it's uh, like figs and blueberries, which mm-hmm. are sort of autumnal.
1: Uh, how the I mean, name please. makes, the exactly. name makes me That's- think of, um, like I looked at the le- so the label is absolutely it's gorgeous it's got like fox. the like, foxes yeah, yeah, yeah. On it. I've got my dog looks like a fox and she's yeah. come parading in the room and I didn't oh, say anything went... yet yeah, she's coming, and then Rick shut the door so I can't let her back out now and she's literally at my feet now being like give me cuddles um, so I'm trying to keep her happy and quiet but she looks like a little fox and I that's mm. why I especially love the label, the label but the is label is really like, it's just a really lovely piece of artwork and reading the name Higgy Figgy I don't know why I think maybe it makes me think of Figgy Puddin so there's like yeah. Sam, that's, yeah and the flavors i'm like i want this to be a christmas beer like i want this to be like what i have in my you know beer advent calendar when i make my own like the, nice thing, I
3: the label was also designed by uh julie dodsworth as well who actually just came by, swung by the other day just to pick up some cans which was nice uh, and i always see her designs have being quite autumnal but she does actually do it. And really nice sort of summer
2: selection as well. So just to it make could be worth make Kev's job even harder. Why do we bring out like a, a seasonal varietals of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, different
0: fruits. They love that.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I got yeah
3: summer fruits. So, so do we think? I mean, a, a strawberry. I would say might struggle, but like raspberry. Yeah, raspberry.
0: Yeah,
1: raspberry. Or even yeah.
3: gooseberry. Yeah. Gooseberry, gooseberry, yeah, like
1: gooseberry. Yeah, gooseberry. Yeah, that's so gooseberry. Yeah. I feel like I love when gooseberries used because it's so like delicate and when you have it in the right way it's just like like chef's kiss like it's just so good <laughs> when it's used in such yeah. a way that you can taste it yeah. but there's the complexity where there's like other flavors as well but you can still get the gooseberry like i love beers that that can do that level of like depth of taste it's,
3: it's definitely like its own flavor that cuts through everything so that would, yeah that i mean in this sort of body of beer that would work beautifully
2: well but it's really, yeah it is more figgy so, yeah. All right, and
1: we've just <laughs> hit our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> the the aroma of this as well is like so interesting because I really get the blueberry and I really get the figure. There's almost sort of like a for me, anyways. There's almost like a floral element of mm-hmm. it, and I think that is like the fig blueberry and almond together. That it's almost like yeah. that's, it's coming through in almost like a floral way, and it kind of that in itself kind of messes with your head because then when you take a sip of it, it's like almost not it's not aligning in that way of like floral. I'm like, oh, I'd think of it in one way, but you totally get the flavors that, that it says on the can as well. And like, you just think, oh, that floral came out of nowhere, but it's just really interesting to see them mix the mix of smells together, making that smell. Uh,
3: it's actually quite cool. You said, I, I think out of every, every flavor beer, you do, people, people pick up different flavors in different ways, but I don't think we've done a beer that I can think of that has, there's got like say three flavours in it but people have picked up in so many different ways or mm. so many people say I don't get blueberry in this whatsoever what you doing there's no blueberry in there and then you get some people say there's so much blueberry in here but I don't get the fig and then you get people saying oh it's so almond." but no people pick it up in various uh, you, you may not have come across it so much in, in your little
2: well, six yeah, months no, of being here but, uh, three it's, <laughs> it's the first time it is one of the so it is one of the Brass Castle beers I remember from before my time at Brass Castle mm-hmm. Like I got it from my mother because it's the artwork alone she loved it but i i don't remember i can't remember trying myself but i can get what you i get what you mean that there were different service from different things like i've come through a different time sorry um yeah so yeah i'll have to keep an ear out to see what people mm. think especially around the christmas table when i crack it out no i was saying that we're very dog friendly and to the extent where we brought out a dog dog tap house dog named Deer series, and that has now actually now evolved into the music series.
3: Mainly because a a pump clip covered in dog buns, dog sheds, and dog heads, uh, named after the locals' dogs, which are lovely dogs, but with the names like Otis and Mavis, mm-hmm. um, really. which, which, for the record, us as Brewers, so we never want to see out there, Uh <laughs> and really the coolest thing going. So, Evolve the Music series, which is again equally tween away in that the pump clips are all designed sort of in-house, very quickly, very uh, ad hoc, but they're just a very easy, quick way of naming a beer that no one else can argue because that is what takes the time. Yeah, very quick mm-hmm. label design because again, that is what takes the time just to be able to get out there. But it does. It has lots of cool stuff like, like say the duality thing is is literally a almost a reverse bloodshed because we have that submit element which allows you to sort of do that. The submit fans will get it but it's also not going to offend anyone who's just mm. drinking it as it an It doesn't, outside. yeah. I think that's the key.
2: It, obviously, it doesn't look like dripping
3: blood too much.
2: Um, <laughs> but because it's like a 50, essentially it's 50-50 red and white but white on top red on the bottom. Yeah. It, you've got, uh, it's duality, it's two things Yeah, uh, opposed to each other so it works on that line as well. But yeah, it's also provided like, some awful punk bits, like like uh, Hard Rain, Bob Dylan,
3: fantastic song, but the punk that came out a little bit uh, almost Care <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but It's interesting,
1: but, I would have never been, put Care Burst 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 and Burst
0: Bob Dylan, <laughs> Dylan
3: together. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, look look up the duality, uh, sorry, <laughs> the Hard Rain, punk that, uh, great song, but uh, not great, but a, but a good beer, Most the point. The whole point for us is, again, you know, it's that people drink, and for us, the the sort of the label getting the labels right, the names right is lovely, but yeah, it's not where about we're about the good beer. So it's just getting that balance right. Oh, uh, which no, yeah. is nice having Gemma from Original Pumpkin. Nice having Julie Osbrough doing some label science. It means that again, no one in the brewery can argue about it because we've got an outsider doing it. Yeah, and yeah, that's what works. <laughs> We never actually asked whether the the, the Higgy Figgy game came into it, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm going to say that was probably a film. Yeah, a film we could decide. We'll get. Back. I, I mean, well, actually, you no, know, I do know this. Yeah. it's just a I mean, fun name. <laughs> not, the, well, the whole point, the whole point is in ice. You think it's it's the um, Swedish hug, hug, which is the whole yeah. warming sort uh, of warm uh, embrace, uh, being satisfied, being okay. content. Uh, which was sort of the idea behind the beer originally. So it was actually times the autumn beer that, that we're drinking it as. So actually means we need to rename it. So you can come up with Oh, like, <laughs> I you can still be content and warm in summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, or you find the Swedish version of Sunday. In fact, yeah. <laughs> I, may actually know, I may actually know the, the, the alternative, actually. Uh, but, come back to it. but anyway, that's 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 where it comes from. The whole point is the nice, warm, well balanced.
1: I feel like it lives up to that. So that's, yeah, that's good. And I would actually buy a beer named Mavis because it would make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> would just be like, that's a girl. Like, I'd be like, Mavis, that's intriguing. Yes. I, mean, <laughs> I love, I love dogs like people of- names. <laughs> dogs with people names are like my favourite thing.
3: But for, from the whole sort of ethos of the brewery, it's like we, we are, I mean, every, everyone says they're slightly schizophrenic and slightly trad and also uh, crafty like that thing is turned around a lot but for, for us who's brewing we've been going since what 2011 like it's, it's a fair bit between sort of like crapping time so we've never ever been despite the beers we brew now which I do think are, they're always interesting out there we're not actually like one of the core cool kids so it's it's when you have a beer like Mavis are we are we just like reassuring people's minds that actually we have us this track brewery who's mm. doing good cast beer. Or are we one of the guys doing Galaxy Single Hot DDH or Kitsch? So it's for us, it's almost like it, it can have other effects, but it's all good fun. I mean, as long as it's as long as it's good and we get a beer out there with a with the label on it, yeah, it's kind But it's it really is it really is sort of one of the battles that I think a lot of breweries who've been going for a bit longer do face that they're not they sit on the fence of
2: being a good trad and a yeah modern brewery. I, you know, I, this is I don't. I don't personally have, uh, I don't see why a brewery has to go down either road. Yeah.
1: Either road. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Like, I feel like I don't feel like there should be a push to be like, you either have to be trad or craft. And like, why can't trad styles also be craft? Because I feel like there are some breweries that like do trad styles, but then they do something like really interesting with that trad style and like change it and make it different.
3: So we can mess with the sales team again. So we used to do tail gunner. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which which is a rye bitter, which at the time sold really quite quite well in a strange way because there wasn't anything more interesting out there too much. Whereas now it or at least four years ago was a rye bitter. So the Chad drinks want to drink it because it's a rye bitter. Who wants yeah. that? And Cork is the one drinking because it's a bitter. Whereas yeah. now, rye bitter is both like I sort of plate you beer like, like we of conversations
0: yeah and bit like bitters are coming back well, so
3: it's it, yeah, drinking yeah, bitters. Yeah, yeah right cool we're doing
1: Matt Hall, we are
3: brewing tail gunner again
1: <laughs> but you've got you've got so many breweries that I do think like uh like do really excel at doing you know I think again like when I wouldn't argue I can see your point of view about how the name Mavis might not spark like young trendy <laughs> ideas I guess is it not hipster um, enough it's not <laughs> actually I think that probably would be quite It, it is. it's very Mavis, hipster but, um but I can understand how that might like stir up images of something a bit more like classic or older traditional um but and I think like cat like when you say cask for some people it does that same thing um but i think it's almost come back around and people are like more willing to try especially interesting things off cast yeah there's so many breweries i think like i will say like one near me elusive like elusive don't do really interesting they can do really interesting things with traditional styles they can also just make a really fucking good traditional style beer and they can make some really interesting like Creative things that are not traditional at all, and oh, and they your West Coast Black IPAs, like all those.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got more beer down by you by as well. They were fantastic yeah. brewery, not many miles from you guys. Who again do a very good range of traditional stuff and and really quite interesting stuff and all. So
1: I just had their yeah. smoked beer last weekend. To be fair, and their smoked beer was very good oh <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. they were i saw i went to bristol to uh hoptoberfest and i had their hefeweizen and their smoked lager and it was like they were both great and the people working it were really great as well so like definitely recommend
3: Mark could do a smoke line we can huh? Cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: we would we'd buy
1: a smoked lager if you made it. So. Yeah I,
0: the,
3: I, I, loves, I love I love I love smoked a beers smoked in general. Lager. I
1: think mm. are I, I, yeah. I would say um the smoked marsin. Who is it that does the smoked marsin? Flankella. But yeah, flankella like, yeah, yeah. that is one of my favourite beers of all time, full full stop. And uh the barbecue hellas from Braybrook. Mm. So, I'm like, oh, oh, my God, their barbecue Helles is that. like... <gasps> oh, yeah, they've been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah, they
0: release it every barbecue so often. Helles. Their barbecue Helles is like... It's it, like, it's yeah. based on right. the Schlenkeller Helles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they use, like, a portion of, of the smoked malt in the main Helles thing. It's beautiful. Yeah, right. you can find that. Cool. It's good. That's what look out for, right? Nice. <laughs>
1: play, with, play with smoky beer, yeah. I, th- I yeah. think smoked beers are underrated, personally. But I can also see how, like, again, if you're not, you know, like, that's a, that's a gamble. That is a gamble, making a smoked beer, because there are a lot of people that are very turned off by that, and they won't even give it a try, even if it's something yeah. that, like the White Stout, you know, or a Black IPA. They just, the idea of it in their head is like, that's wrong. I don't, even though smoked beers are, like, really <laughs> like really not new uh, it's that thing of like i think someone hears smoke beer and they go i don't like that it, that's too weird that's a step too far for me don't want to try it and it's something that they might try and be like that's actually really amazing so so it's a gamble because you could make it and you could have people hear what it is and go but oh, absolutely not don't even want to try it don't even want to like risk giving it a go but like i imagine a smoke bloggers like on cask would be like <laughs> just really interesting that's all i'm gonna say
3: that's pushing
0: name for me but i'd to go <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah. i think the thing that i think of when i think of brass castle is flavors like the beers i've had from you guys are just they're always like on point for the flavors and i i was saying before we before we we came on that um we've had brass we've used your beers on the podcast before and we had the pizza goes on um and it like it we were like we were a bit apprehensive and we were like, mm, pizza and a beer, that's a bit weird, but like that like the sweetness of the tomato and the the herbal note from from the basil and then that saltiness like it was just beautiful, and you did want to drink more of it, like just like
1: surprised it. I did Yeah, like we were that. really surprised. <laughs>
3: I do give the sales team a hard time for beating us down on uh, interesting beer ideas, but that was actually entirely uh, Kev's, uh, who is sort of our uh, well, basically one of our sales managers, and uh, we, as the brewers, actually shot him down on that and said it was that's an awful idea. But I take it back; it is. It was good. It's, it's certainly not. It's certainly not my go-to beer, but it's it's very interesting. It's very personal. Yeah. It's it's nice it's definitely not It was definitely worth a go if anyone has a can sticking about anywhere around yeah. there uh but yeah that was that was divisive in the groom house let alone in the uh, in the real world so well, i think
1: like one can of it was the perfect amount yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. it was at, and, <laughs> and, and, and i'm, I'm not, but I'm not that, saying but... i'm not saying like i wouldn't like you have one can forever and you're done but i mean it's like in a in a particular session a one yeah one yeah, can of it is like it's like it's because because i think like it was really well but i think if you had had more than one it would almost become too much and like the flavor overload and stuff but like just having the one it was like such a perfect amount and it was so interesting and like just the complexity of it like it's not anything it's very different to a lot of the stuff that we've had before so yeah, yeah i was we were like we were a bit like oh this is gonna be a weird one to try and i was like actually
0: yeah i like it i feel like that brings us quite nicely onto
1: pickleback which is our last beer which is a deal pickle goes i'm sort of nervous but also (laughs) excited about trying it and i did send it to my co-worker who uh i sent it to him because he came up to me at work the other day and he was just like i don't know how we started talking about nickelback Right. Then I started, to, I'm not a Nickelback fan. It's a
3: very unfortunate connotation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was never, never...
1: <laughs> So, that was not your intention. I did say I was going to ask you because he's like Team Nickelback, and I was like, nah, I'm all set." And then I said, "But I, I, I said like I'd rather vote for the pickle, uh, than than you and uh, you know, pickleback." And then obviously that was before I saw this, and then I saw this, and I sent it to him, and I went, "Oh, look, pickleback," <laughs> and he went, "Team Nickelback," and I went, "No, no. I, I don't know. and I said, "I'll ask if no. that's what it is." Yeah,
0: no.
3: So, so a, a pickleback, a pickleback is nothing to do with Nickelback. some bouncing some people consider a uh, bit of a disgrace <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, it the,
1: is it the drink pickleback it is
3: it is basically yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whiskey shot followed by a pickle brine chaser uh is is the the well, is literally what a pickleback is yeah um so this is basically that like in beer foam in the way that we um fermented a load of uh Dill pickle, as in we we threw a load of uh, piccolos as in big gherkins, into a large vat with salt and and a load of spices such as garlic, coriander, mustard, dill. Let them ferment for about a week. So it's just all the natural la- natural lactobacillus on the skin of the pickles which kickstarts starts that reaction. Nice. Obviously the saline surrounding stop anything else from growing. Fantastic. Uh, and then you kettle sour it so you Make you make it work in the usual way. You boil it up, to sterilize it, so there's nothing else going on in there. And then you chuck all this brine in from your pickle sour, uh, and that just goes to town over the weekend uh, and does a great job of breaking a load of the sugars down into acids. And then you get your kettle, your natural. Your natural fermented kettle sour, which is still quite really quite cool, because A lot of breweries obviously use um which we have done in the past, there's nothing wrong with it, uh, using these quick starter sachets, which is just a load of lactobacillus, but we've never got that sort of same complexity of flavour using a, a sachet mm. than we have done from a from a naturally sort of uh, a natural starter. Yeah. Look much like much like using uh, a packet yeast as opposed to a sourdough starter while making yeah.
1: bread. I'm gonna level with you, I smelled That's it. Awesome. I haven't tasted it yet because I just tasted. wanted to report back on the smell. Yeah, that actually, I'm not off put by it. And normally, I smell it and I'm like, "Oh, it's pickle," <laughs> like, Ugh. but it's not actually. It's not unpleasant. I get a lot. I do get like the mustard seed. I think, yeah, in the smell, I can handle it. Uh, oh,
3: uh, mustard, and also the other one is bay leaves, and like oh. that definitely comes yeah. through uh, yeah. in, in some way in the yeah definitely flavor and the smell but sort of that slightly ever so slightly again not a term she really use with beers ever slightly hot dogginess. yes uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how it goes definitely
0: in my mind. on the aroma yeah that's what i was like i was like i'm getting like a pork no it's the hot yeah. dogs
3: <laughs> so, so uh, uh, an interesting side note, you can do the same thing with uh, whole carrots in, mm-hmm. a, in a similar sort of salt brine with Baileys, and then you can use them to make a quite authentic vegan
2: hot dog flavour. Oh,
4: ah, wow. In, That's in
2: interesting. Cooking, if you fried them up. Uh, it's interesting you say that, because when we put it in the kettle and, and had it kettling, kettle sat, was was souring, souring. Yeah, oh. the, the smell from that was insanely savory and it was the end of a very long Friday and I just wanted to go and find like the first one burger I could (laughs) just because that was it. I was like it was either that or I go I I I fall completely off the wagon. (laughs) I've
1: got got two observations here. Right. One yeah it's not off putting I'm not off put by it actually. Um that's That's very (laughs) yeah like no 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 but I mean in the way like it tastes like it like it has all those flavours of like what you'd expect in like a brine but it's not so pickly like it's not so dill pickly that you're like oh like it's hard to drink like yeah. it's surprisingly easy to drink and i think it is um in my opinion and take this as you will because i'm not joe i'm not so far server by any means um a very good example of a ghost because i've had a lot of goses where you don't taste the salt at all mm. and you actually taste the saltiness and it's balancing out like, that's
3: sour oh, note Again, actually quite to here, because I, I did think I caught it with the salt because uh, we relied on the salt from the brine to add, add all the salt to the solution, yeah. uh, which obviously, uh, so for example, in our bowls, we're trying to use uh, around about a kilo of salt, which is what we use in the pickle brine. But I kind of messed up in the fact that, obviously, you're pouring that brine into the kettle, but obviously a lot of that salt is retained in the pickles themselves. Yeah. The actual gherkins. So you do actually with a lot less salt in there, and I did think on canning it, it was less salty than I was expecting. Mm. It's still there, but I, I wasn't sure whether quite enough. So if you are oh, saying it's salt, you're getting that, and that's good. Yeah,
1: I think for me I
0: it comes through. Good. Yeah, I think there's a good <laughs> level of saltiness in that. It. So, like it's noticeable, but it's not like oh, it's, it's not overpowering. Yeah, it's uh, a good again one these
3: points of one of these points. Uh, points you doing something in the first time on a big batch, you're not quite sure what to get. Yeah. You could have cut. You could have uh, chucked a load more salt in the kettle, uh, but it, at the time it's very difficult to really get the basis of what you're going to be getting. So, obviously, when you're brewing in the kettle, it's very sweet, all those the yeah. sugars, it's actually dried out. But they've, they've come through okay in the end by my aspects, maybe not yeah. enough much as they should have done, but if you're getting it, then all good. I,
0: think, I think it's think, really uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nice. good, like, there's that saltiness, there's a good level of, like, acidity in there there's the herbal notes and then like the wheat comes through really nicely like just like the backbone of it and making like this you've got all these lovely flavors and then there's this kind of not quite biscuity not quite crackery but like just this nice kind of wheat flavor in the back that just really rounds it all out it's beautifully dry I, I, I mean, I'm not normally a pickle pickle Tim fan, but this was like, <laughs> yeah, Nathan grabbed me a taster at Indie Man. He's like, You need to taste this, and I was like, Oh, god. And then it came, and I was like, Oh, this is really lovely. I really like well, it.
2: That, that was me fanboying because I was like, If yes. you if youtube thought it was really good, then I was like, Yeah, yeah we've done good because like, we can sit in the brewery and drink our beers and think we're amazing all day long, but mm-hmm. people that,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yeah, normally it's like normally pickle beer is hit or miss for me. Um and this is like I definitely would drink the i drink the full can. Like yeah. there's no like yeah, not for me. It's really good. Weirdly, and I think this is just me and my weird taste buds, and everyone tastes things differently. Um again, like I get that saltiness, it's really good. And you know how you said like hot dog, like the hot doggy like savory element to it. I don't necessarily get like hot dog in the taste per se but I am getting like a savory salted popcorn that mm. is like lingering. Yeah. And I don't know if that's me, yeah. I didn't want to well, say it because I was like, is that I me think, being weird or? Oh. No.
3: I think that's picking up on the weakness again. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really nice because, uh, again, a lot of people like the thing that goes, it's just a kettle sour with some salt in it. It's not, it should be, it should be very largely wheat-based, it should yeah. be very nice. The easy light on the palate. Uh, like there's a, there's, a, there's a lot more, I mean, Jesus Christ, this is a, an abomination of the, goes in the in the technical sense. <laughs> um but it's that it, it still respects those general attributes you should associate with a goes as opposed to just being a kettle sour with some salt in it
1: yeah say, you can say it's an abomination but personally i think like i've had goes where like i said i haven't had all those elements of like what i'm expecting from a goes, and it ends up being just like sour or like it there's no there's no like saltiness there that's balancing out there's no like other elements to it that you're expecting and actually I think like this is one example of like one where I'm like yeah I would if you asked me what this was because I can distinctly taste the salt and it has that sour element to it I I would I would probably guess ghost like it wouldn't be something that I'd be like oh is this a trick question I think it's been done really well but then again like I said I'm just to be a beer drinker. I'm not certified in any I mean, way whatsoever. You've but drunk a lot of
0: beer. I have drunk a lot of you, beer. Like it doesn't matter. You've developed a palate, and you know what things taste like, and what you enjoy and what you don't. Like. I,
1: I mean, I actually enjoy this, and yes, it's like um, I think that salted popcorn element is making me think about the movies, and it's like I like going to the movies. <laughs> it's like leaving a very... I the way I think about things is like a lot of times when I have a beer, sometimes. If it has a certain taste to it, it makes me think of like a certain event or a certain uh, memory or a certain like I can connect it to something real in life besides just the taste of the beer. Um, Besides just talking about it in like a technical beer way, I just go like, how can I connect it to the real world to explain it to someone that doesn't understand maybe the technical beer taste? And for me, I'd be like going to the movie. It tastes like going to the movies and getting salted popcorn. Like, that's how I would describe it. And it, it makes me feel really good. But then I think other people would drink it and go, other people would drink it and go, I don't taste that. What are you talking I mean, about? I can't see where you're
3: coming from, but I'm a, I'm a, sweet, pop, I'm a sweet popcorn. Oh, you're guy. a sweet popcorn. I like, no, so I
1: like, I like sweet and salty mix. I like sweet and salty mix. Yeah, I'm, a salt, I'm a salt but... popcorn person. <laughs> I was going
2: to say mix uh, kitchen pickle pack together then. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. I kind of want to try it. If I did uh, that, would that be an abomination? <laughs> I kind of want You're going to find out. If you do. No, I'm not going to do, it's it. It. It's Don't do it. I'm going <laughs> to try a little.
2: Pick up on the point about worrying about not being a beer expert. I would rather have 200 like, average drinkers go, this is a really good beer, than one expert go, yeah, because right. at
0: the end of the day, like, they're the, the people the, that are the... buying the beer. Yeah. And it doesn't people...
1: smell bad. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carry on. Mix the two together. <laughs> i'm trying it this is,
1: this is the beer blender i wanted to do <laughs> uh, i'm a big beer blender person yeah it's, like, not, it's, not, know, no, it's, it's not it's not no, actually no, bad it's not actually bad we're doing it hang on i'm actually not gonna lie to you it's, i wouldn't go like oh this is like phenomenal above and beyond everyone do this but also it's not offensive
3: <laughs> so that smells yeah, like sweet sour popcorn it tastes uh um,
1: yeah i mean like i said it's not it smells it doesn't smell bad it i would say it actually smells good like taste wise oh i've done 50 i've done literally exactly 50 50 in a tiny sip and i wouldn't say it tastes offensive i would say it it's not the best of it does taste like sweet and
0: like sweet and sour sweet and salty mixed together
3: I'd say so it'll taste a little bit like salty popcorn, then going out for a few drinks after and then bring them up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like I've had salty po- it tastes like I've had salty popcorn and then like a drink that's like like a milkshake yeah. or something, and you're like, oh, that's not a combo that I put together. Do not
3: try this at home. Yeah. yeah, but
1: we, did this, we did this for you
0: listeners, so you don't have to do but it. But
1: Actually, if I can be honest, I would prefer this over like some full straight on pickle beers i've had because it's just like it's less offensive to my personal preference beginning so... to think
3: any positive feedback we've had the beers today is slightly less valid <laughs> 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 well uh no thank you for, thank you very much for trying that.
1: Uh, i think i think we... that says i think that says more about how much that I normally don't like the taste of pickle that it does about <laughs> anything else.
3: <laughs> so anything to mask it. So actually Pickleback mm. was god awful. Um, no, actually.
1: No, actually, I, like I could it. drink this. I could actually really drink. Yeah, I could drink this and I probably would. If I saw this out, I probably would actually have other people try it because it's...
3: It's, worth, it's definitely worth a go if nothing else. Yeah. The, the original Pickleback, not that abomination. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely
0: do not mix those things because they are definitely this beer. This beer, not Tori's weird beer cocktail.
1: Yeah, yeah, don't do that. But I don't <laughs> know. You said it. You said it, and I was kind of like, well, I kind of want to try it now, so I'm gonna do it. That's why we did a tiny baby bit.
3: Do you have two ticks for a bit of pudding?
1: Or... Oh, oh, oh my I mean, stairs! Oh. I didn't bring it out. It's not been in the fridge. I've got mine. I got yours. Mine, I could drink actually.
3: It, it's mainly because it's a. It's a, another point of conversation of so this, this again a less it, a beard not designed for one application in particular so I don't think it works quite as well in count as opposed to the Higgy feel just mm-hmm. just again for a direct comparison uh, but also an interesting point of ingredients again so pickle bat we had uh, locally made pickles uh, whereas Trinitario is literally uh, Trinitario cocoa beans from Trinidad, Trinidad yeah. okay. which I- some of the best cocoa beans on the world which again is just a nice little exciting thing to be able to put into a beer but it, it was made again with the unlike Kitty which was made as a very very good beer with cask in mind because that's all that was at the moment, it was yeah. sort of made as a mid-ground, it wasn't designed just to go in can and keg like Higgy Figgy was which works perfectly, it was designed to try and work really well with all three grounds sort of in mind definitely still works better on cask,
0: yeah.
3: but just because, again, that's kind of what the the sort of style demands, but I still think it works really quite well in cask and, uh, sorry, in can and keg as well.
2: Very smooth. I would agree, the
3: best serving method is the cask, or but I I think the fact of saying smooth smooth after having a a mouthful of from can is quite a good thing, because Generally for me, can isn't always, I mean, obviously new ideas, you kind of describe as smoothish, but they usually they're a little bit bitey, they're they're rounded and they're full, but smooth isn't always obviously smooth on task, porter or stout is a whole different kind of route world yeah. of smooth. Whereas this is trying to sort of get that from the can.
1: I think there is still an element of like carbonation in it, but it, it does still, I feel like the chocolatiness to it is more of a smoother chocolatiness. And I feel like sometimes when you get um, the chocolate and it, it, like when you put the cacao nibs in, they can be like really bitter chocolate, like, because obviously that's that's what that is, you know, the taste of cacao. And so sometimes it kind of can lack that like smoothness to it or that like creaminess to the chocolate. And I feel like this has done a really good job of kind of bringing that out. Um, So there is still the carbonation to it. However the chocolate itself comes off in a more, like, smooth way, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I think that's yeah. totally valid and fair. That's it was. It was, I was just really excited. I knew you guys had got to it. I didn't know you'd been sent it until Nathan told me earlier, so it's like, we need to really give that a go for dessert <laughs> afterwards.
1: <a> nu- <laughs> it has a nuttiness to it as well. Like, I'm getting a nuttiness to it, and I don't know if it's obviously, like, temperature-wise because I've just, like, cracked it open. I didn't have it, like, you know potentially maybe slightly colder but there's a nuttiness here that I actually really like it's it's like a I, peanut I,
3: I, I think that's obviously a mixture of them all but also I think the mm. coconut do lend that in their own way mm. um I'm sorry Johnny. I know you don't have a that's no, right I've got
0: can, I'm gonna save it and I will savour it
3: yeah do <laughs> so keep it chilled and uh and give it a go it's it's really quite nice
1: yeah how did you yeah. sort of connect with a company in Trinidad to to get their cocoa
3: beans that's really interesting to me mm. so obviously phil our great god uh in the awful sense uh who just bespored us just bestowed us with all his knowledge uh his wife is the used to be the british consulate to boston which means oh. that i had a very very nice trip to boston uh two years ago to drink the some of the best beer i've had in my entire life and also more fantastically take a load of cast beer from england over to america which they do not get so uh you know all these people talking about the beer over there absolutely fantastic and then almost equally as cool bring a if a 20 odd 55 litre wooden barrels filled by american breweries back to the uk for the uh, mixture of the Leeds Beer Festival and also to sell to a select few pubs, obviously, we deal with quite closely. Um, it's obviously very, very great position. It's also where Phil learned to lo- brew a load of beer and also bring a load of techniques over to, to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife is now the British Consulate or, rich and bastard, I forget exactly how it works. Politics are not my forte. <laughs> for, I don't mind for... <laughs> Good. Uh, no one can pick me up on this. No, uh, <laughs> I'm like,
1: yes, everything you, you said did. is right. <laughs> like,
3: uh, so, he, so, basically, he's now in uh, either Trinidad or Tobago. Um, I'm going to say Trinidad, mm-hmm. uh, where his wife is now working. <gasps> so, obviously, they through more unfortunate circumstances, used to grow fantastic, fantastic uh, cocoa beans, and they're uh, at least in a way they're trying to sort of bring that back, and also almost sort of like we, we can do this really well. It's it was brought about by you know less less than so favourable means, but it's now actually something that is. I mean, we've done this; it's been possible, but actually, no one else can do it like we can. So. They are very, very proud of their how well their cocoa beans come in. They, they've got a f- fantastic chocolatiers over there. Uh, and it basically means every time Phil comes back, he he brings back a load of cocoa beans with him. Let's um, begin to, I, I forget the guy's name, who uh, Phil's very, very friendly with. Uh, so it is literally their, their branding on the uh, of, of, uh, foil on the...
4: Oh, nice. I like uh, it because it looks uh, like a chocolate bar. For, yeah. Um, I really
3: like so that. It's changed um, through iterations. Know, right? um, so the iterations have changed uh, through canning, but this is the most recent version with more cocoa beans in the Uh But it basically means we've got a very, very nice tap of these uh, fantastic cocoa beans from Trinidad uh which work fantastically in the beer um yeah
1: so so yeah so i saw on your on the website for brass cattle that it was like uh started in the us like originally is that when he was obviously in boston was he home brewing in boston is that kind of like was that or like proper brewing in boston
3: so yeah i i struggle exactly to remember exact so i think actually most of the point it could have been home brewing in england mm. but he was he was basically just doing volunteer trial shifts for a load of boston breweries i really should know which ones was
1: i'm gonna that... guess it's probably like uh back in the day, <laughs> it's probably trillium or something like that because I, I don't mean, know because i, 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 I think, don't know I that many would, that are that far back <laughs> i think you would love that you sam you adams <laughs>
3: may well be right, but I think Trillian might be pushing it because that would have been insane. <laughs> I do think I, he has definitely mentioned Lord Hobo in a real ah, book. Again, very, very old school, and I know he knows their history
1: really quite well. I kind of wish I had my Lord Hobo show on right now. So I can't correct you on politics. I can't correct you on Trinidad. I can't <laughs> correct on you on old Boston. old school Boston Brewing. I really can correct you on be Boston because as for my signs right in now. the back, <laughs> I am from Boston. Nice. So uh, Lord Hobo, hilariously enough, is in the city or the town next or started in the town <laughs> next to where I grew up, who was born and raised. <laughs> oh, really? so, yeah, oh, I cool. literally went and got one of the uh, shirts sure, last time I was there that has the area code for Mass uh for the not Boston, but like that. Well, that area. Did, it's you the area. area I won't know. Six one seven. Six one seven.
3: Six one seven, right. Yeah, cool. I've got a
1: six one seven shirt on. <laughs> well, not on now, but I've got a six one seven shirt that I bought the other day. I, I literally last time I was there, I was like, I need the shirt. And they only had a size like men's large or something. And I was like, I'll take it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I normally wear like a men's small. And I was like, yep, I I'll have that. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah. Where they sure. well, I don't know if maybe they started elsewhere per se. Like I only I know of them from uh like Lord brewing is this is the town next to the town I was born and raised in. And um yeah it's I was like need to go there the last time I was there and pick up beers and It's like I want a T-shirt, and they had the six seven T-shirt, and I was adamant. I was like, "Don't care the sizing, I'm getting it."
3: (laughs) Well, I I was I was very disappointed that when when I did go to visit Phil, I missed out on Lord Herb, but we did get to get see Treehouse, which is just Mm. fantastic. Like, I would dream of a brew house like that. But it is, that they do a really good job, and all their beers are obviously just something to aspire to. uh, I mean,
1: I think even the last few years, just like breweries over that way like just outside boston and everything like they're just amazing um i went to a place called bone brewery and i mean i think a lot of the times some of these breweries they do specialize in like hazy boys and like the big like hoppy just like really hoppy numbers and or big uh like heavy stouts and all those and um this place called bone up brewing which is in every near another brewery called night shift that a lot of people know and oh um, yeah we know nightshift
3: Shift. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: it's it's near night shift and um like literally around the corner and they were making like grisettes and lots of like just really interesting stuff and i took a one that was made, I think, with it was butternut squash back. I was something like that. That was a you squash beer. <laughs> yeah, I've them. got it. I've got she it. Loves on, them. Yeah. I, but it was because it was so interesting. And there was a distillery that's around the corner from them as well. And they had aged it in a, I wanna say they aged it in a barrel from this distillery that was around the corner with like with I wanna say it was like apple butter or something like that. Something like really random. And I was like, "That sounds really good. I'm taking a bottle of that home." And I was going to share it with you, Joe, but we just hadn't had the chance to no. actually like share it. So it's like in the cupboard because it is one that you can age. And uh, yeah, it's that they're a really good brewery as well. So yeah, when you said Boston, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know that area. I can, I can vouch for nice. that area.
3: Uh, maybe actually worth a very, very quick mention. Then, just as you mentioned the cinneries, is uh, one of the things we did during lockdown as a sort of Obviously, everyone was was looking in for various ways to get rid of beer that was sort of, not get rid of beer, but repanned um, yeah. beer that was sort of, we'd yeah. already brewed and wasn't able to get to our usual outlets in the pubs because they were all shut. Uh, it was a quick collab with uh, Hooting Owl Distillery. So we we sent a load of Disruptor over there, which is, again, 7.4% New and IPA, so quite pithy, quite orangey. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we then distilled it into gin and they. they oh. uh, into it. In, sorry, sorry, not genital, not genital, it's, it's, it's not uh, I say beer brand is the, is the correct term, uh, which was some really quite, so basically we sold it, we have it or had it on the shelves, as destructive spirit, which mm. is really quite, okay. you're looking surprised, oh, you did. Yeah, uh, you yeah look it was before my process. Right, but I have to, I have to explain to so obviously you are you, looking at all the sort of uh general aspects you expect from a new IP here. So slightly sort of caramel notes from your um from your malts, uh and also like pithy orangeness from your from your heart So uh, it, I I if I remember rightly it was done over um like a little bit of vanilla towards the end, but also like uh, sort of the more citrusy end of the botanical sort of botanical, yeah. which was really quite a cool, unique product. The Bridge York have recently been doing a similar sort of thing on from Euros but something we're sort of maybe looking at more in the future, yeah, with Tom yeah. yeah I was yeah. going to say, they've got Tom Cooper in yeah. my local player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um So, yeah, but again, cool, just another core cool way that beer is working with all the sort of industries yeah. in the world. Yeah. well that's 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 probably it from us i think i probably talked enough i was gonna say if if you've got time
1: if you've got time i do actually have another question or two but i don't want to keep you but Uh, i've noticed it's a question i've always wanted to ask people because there are like not all breweries do this but a handful of breweries do this and i've noticed on yours on the bottom where your best before date is there's always something really fun written no comment no (laughs) i just want to know i just want to know like who picks that (laughs) i no. genuinely really curious because some of them, re- I was going through and some of them really made me chuckle as I was reading the bottom of it. This one's so said- I've got a golden rivet and it made me... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a chocolate bar and it says I've got a golden rivet and I was like, I just want to know who picks out what gets stamped <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> uh,
2: it's, it's a... By committee, it's the four of us in the brew house and we'll go, what is the bitter and what's the kind of silliest... Um, safest message we can get away it's with.
3: It's basically, <laughs> we, we come up with beer styles and outlandish beer names that we are not allowed to do. So we... We kind of push the limits on how far we can go with the bottom of the can because nobody ever reads that.
1: No I, do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
3: do. Jokes on, on you. And no, no, one, no one will ever know. So we're gonna, we're gonna keep pretending that oh. that's the case. I felt
1: quite personally attacked by um, my joints ache. I was like, they do. How did you know that? Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Feeling personally attacked on that. It's yeah, this one. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna say it out loud because you're not jo- watching the video. Ah, it says jokes, my joints yeah, ache. It. And I was like, I cannot make the connection <laughs> of <laughs> what this is and why it says that on the bottom. But I loved it. I was like, it's, it's I, I relate.
3: Interest- <laughs> interesting, but all of them work on, on some levels, because actually that's one of their lyrics. So Salira, Band who do their own beer, that's one of the lyrics. However, we're brewers. Our joints ache. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm not a brewer, my joints also ache. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, These
3: work on same levels for everyone. they uh, are all—they're all, always very PC, very, uh, very not going to offend anyone. They're always very really nice. Yeah, yeah. Just well,
1: it's just, it just—it it makes me smile. It's like I've noticed a few, fru- like a few breweries. Do like I think, like Phantom near me, do it with theirs as well. Like I, it, it almost just like once I noticed that certain breweries are doing that, I started taking joy and being like, <laughs> I just want to know if there's something stamped on it, and it well, just I makes re- me smile when I notice it. <laughs>
3: I really hope there's some breweries out there who do it, but no one has yet noticed. They're right. like really, 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 really clever with it. And they're eventually just gonna gonna make something that sort of works, but I, that's probably not the case. But well, I
1: feel bad now because I've just outed you. <laughs> I feel like I feel bad about have you, but also my joint ache made me laugh so hard that I was like we're, I can't not ask that question.
2: We're not subtle enough. Like, <laughs> we're really not subtle. I, I, yeah, I would quite like to see how far the message gets, so to speak, like a message on a Like who's where's the furthest I can go? Also, it also, it's, it also be interesting how many like usually they use you a little bit sort of uh
3: again. We, we try keeping safe enough to be acceptable so that people can make their own interpretations as rude or as unrude as they would like. Yeah. And right. also
2: they change every, so I, Oh, literally everything. Yeah. yeah. It's a key, uh, well th- that will change every time you can it'll have a different message on the bottom. so it'd be quite interesting to see if someone does a time uh, they're actually <laughs> how we batch code stuff so yeah. <laughs> yeah. batch code.
1: that's really smart actually yeah. um i just reread picklebacks and that made me giggle again for the second time because i giggled the first time Ooh, i saw it well you're gonna have to look to <laughs> find out if oh, you yeah. want to know time out don't say it if you want to know oh, yeah. what is on the bottom of pickleback you're gonna you've got to buy a it back. it made me really giggle because yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's a good
0: th- it's a good one
2: the yeah. Best one you've had in the case, but I don't want to spoil it now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we will let people find out. For you yeah, so. that's it.
1: Is if you want, like, if you want to find out, it was on the bottom of these cans. If you want to find out if you are or something else, you're going to have to go <laughs> buy them yourself. Um, but yeah, and I also noticed that it was really interesting, actually. Uh, the bottom of Kitsch now makes so much more sense yeah. after what you said the artwork was. I was trying to work that out myself. And oh, yeah. earlier, what you said about something you had said about the artwork now makes all of that make a lot more sense. That is amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> for
3: a small retail price of uh, £4.90, I know, Dame, discussed. cost, <laughs> you can find it <laughs> up for yourselves at They can you. find it. So them. please get that but, I mean, we, some we, retail, uh, we will, we're, we're going to
0: link it. We're going to link That's to the good. workshop
1: so people um, can go buy it. But I've also noticed what's really interesting is your labels, and maybe this is just me, like, really looking at it. Um, all of your labels are in English and Italian. How did, like, that's interesting. How did that?
3: Uh, it, it's, again, not, not the best person to ask on this, but it's something with importing or exporting laws. We do export a lot to Italy, so it makes sense for, well, sorry, I say a lot, some it'd be lovely to explore more but we don't really brew enough um but yeah they it's the, the the we do send a fair out with italy which is lovely especially when we're sending beers like kitsch out to Italy. Mm. obviously a massive coffee drinking company i'm looking for a uh, country i'm looking forward to the feedback from that yeah uh, uh so it makes sense but also from the exporting point of view anyway you need at least again i'm not supposed to speak to you need at least one uh, more continental language on your CAN label It's not necessarily the country you're exporting to from okay. what I believe, it has to be something within the, anywhere within the European Union it has to be at least some. Obviously why not anymore, hold well on uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has to be something within the European Union that you're sending to do, so th- and we chose Italy because that is something that well, the one place we sort of favour
1: Okay. it's just really interesting because I just noticed yeah. as we were going through the cans and I was reading the backs because if anyone's watched the video and they saw me just doing this with my head like yeah. constantly like like cocking it to the side it was I was just reading the cans and I just noticed on all of them I was like the first one I was like that I hadn't even noticed where it said IT I was just like oh that looks like Italian and then the next one I was like that also looks like Italian and then by the third one I was like oh it says <laughs> Italian on it and then I was like oh Okay, that's really interesting that it's... uh, Because I don't see too many that are in English and Italian. What's also
3: fantastic is the fact that we're a totally English brewery with no... Uh, no foreign speaking members of f- <laughs> uh, staff Our graphics designer is an English bloke with no uh, foreign speaking with uh, no Italian uh, yeah. linguistic skills so when it comes to actually translating these ingredients it's all sort of a bit of a Google Translates. googling and hoping for the best <laughs> which makes it quite fun there is there is no god out there who just tells you how to translate your labour yeah to, um, I can
2: imagine
3: yeah. you so we, we have impressive yeah Again, some to look out for our fans, the odd slip-up of our uh, <laughs> atrocious translation, <laughs> <job laughs> which we do apologise for. It.
1: If you're Italian-speaking, yeah. if you're Italian-speaking, just double-check it, make sure it's not And if it doesn't, <laughs> let them know and then they can fix it. <laughs> yeah. oh, brilliant. No, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Next time we should use our labels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. And these beers yeah. have been delicious. It's a brilliant selection. I'm really pleased that we got
1: sharing these with you
0: tonight. Thank
3: you very much. Uh, personal favourites, thank you, Mickley,
1: before we go, if anyone Ooh. has them. Oh, I think this is going to be a weird one for me to say, but you I can mean... Say they're all
3: crap, that's fine. No,
1: <laughs> no, no, no. What I was going to say is I think I'm going to go with the pumpkin spice latte white stout because that's just who I am as a, as a human being. But actually, I think my next was- choice would be the pickleback. <laughs> Not together, not together, don't cross the stream. that's not happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> separate. <laughs> it's very much separate, uh, but actually, I'm surprised how much I like pickleback. So that's me, Joe. what's yours Um kitsch is just beautiful. pumpkin
0: spice white stout like for the win. um but very close, second is Higgy Figgy. I like that it's sessionable and it's got all that you can taste all of the flavors that it says on the can. It's beautiful. I was
3: very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy with those answers. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> to be okay, fair, nice. <laughs> it, it wasn't
1: an easy choice because I no, ju- like I'm not just, really good. I'm not just saying it because you are if, like I would literally say, oh, this one's not. I'm very honest. I would go, oh, this one's not to my taste. It's not literally, you know, it's hard to pick between them. And I feel like yeah. it would depend on what I was looking for and the mood I was in. Um, because they are all so different um but they're also like different in the sense of they capture different elements of like what I want and they're all really good and yeah. I cannot genuinely cannot believe some of them are higher ABV compared to what like how sessionable they are and I can't believe they're all gluten-free because like I said I feel like I I've had your beers before and I thought they were really really good and then I you know I only had like you know two or three of them and this was like a year ago was, you know Christmas Kitty and those ones but in my mind, when I think gluten free, and I'm sure other people are, this, and it's very closed minded to me, but I'm sure other people are the same. They oh, go gluten free. It, yeah. Oh, there's going to be. You it's know, missing something. Something yeah. is going to be slightly. It will be good, but something's going to be missing. I don't feel there's anything missing from any of these. So that's just my no, final no, thoughts no. on it. So beautiful. I, I,
3: I'd say, literally, the, there is the only thing that's missing is a, a very slight lack of head retention, and again. The, Nobody really cares that much. The beer yeah. is fun.
1: To me, it's the, the taste more than yeah, I think that. So yeah, very, very good beers. So <laughs> right. thank what, you very much. What's your favorite? Before we sign off, what's your oh, yeah. favorite? Yeah, what's your
3: favorite? Cannot stand them. <laughs> uh, I I actually tend to drink um you gotta do a map now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll drink up Stella. Uh I do like a good bud line. Uh, do really, you really good one. Uh, no, I'm actually gonna go for not one I generally drink, but the one I'm probably
2: most proud of just for, I think because how well it works in can is higgy figgy. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say kitsch, uh, and then closely galaxy. Uh, yes, yeah. I this summer I really going into like yeah, it's a D-D-H, D-D-H. Eh? Like, DDH, yeah, but like it still doesn't stop <laughs> to be really nice, does it? But no, kitsch, because anyone
1: can no, look ahead,
2: yeah, kitsch just came off so well. Like, I was really nervous, I think when it. Before when it came out of CT, and it was just on coffee for a bit.
4: Hmm. I thought
2: we basically just made alcoholic Red Bull, which <laughs> isn't, isn't bad, but not what you yeah. want from a PSL. Maybe
3: yeah. that's
1: a new. Maybe that's another beer you gotta do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alcoholic Red
3: Bull. Yeah, Jaeger bomb.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Joe and I, have been. I mean, there's a spoiler alert. We've been working our way through different like uh, cocktail styles and like uh, beers that replicate like cocktails. And uh, I mean, I've definitely never <laughs> come across a Jaeger bomb one, and I'm sure that's Don't for a reason. It. Yeah, that's for a reason. I mean, oh. if you really want to go out there, that's one.
0: Well, I mean,
3: you're not averse to mixing like, you know, good like traditional styles together. So, uh, you know, get a good goes with like the Red Ruff syrup and uh, there you know, go. Nice, just notes in there. Get yourself a good sort of coffee <laughs> goes mixed together. Yeah. Blow your face off. Yeah. <sighs> oh, the coffee bar. Sorry. Yeah. But yes, there we go. Right? All I was going to
1: say is give yourself <laughs> give yourself more credit because I think like yeah like you could say anyone can make a you know oh, like really pale but awesome. it, 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 yeah any anyone could do that but I think that it's like especially single hop the more you pair it back the mm. more you really have to know what you're doing or else it's uh, very easy when you don't have much to mask it or to um, harmonize with it for lack of a better way to describe if you you're using multiple hops that it you know it. It, for it to stand on its own a single hop, like it doesn't matter how many people could do it, like it is, it's impressive for it to come out so nice really, so I don't know, I think yeah. Uh... Yeah, we love it. <laughs> Thank so, you very much well, Thank you, you so guys, much for coming on Do you want to plug uh, plug anything in particular? Oh
3: yeah. uh, uh, well mainly for you guys actually uh,
2: which probably Nathan's going to be the best person to do the spiel on, so we've, uh, we've agreed to come up with a, a Tim, you got to you got to sell it. I'm not a salesman. I'm a brewer. Uh, so I'm not a salesman. For all of your lovely
3: fans, on uh, 1086 FM. <laughs> on
2: the that is uh, mellow and good to go. <laughs> because, uh, uh, um, uh, one time only 10% off code, because obviously some of your listeners might never have had our, had mm. our beer, so to give them an extra incentive to try it. Uh, it's... Uh, all lowercase, uh, no punctuation, a woman's brew. But we'll awesome. send that on to you guys and you can put it in the show notes yeah, we'll
0: as well. Put it in the yeah, show we'll do notes. that. That's amazing. Yeah, Thank you guys so Grass much. Castle. <laughs> go buy Grass Castle beer because they have the range and all the different types of beers you should try this.
1: Just I mean, buy it for you and buy it for your friends and family members, especially for Christmas that like yeah. can't have glutinous beers yeah. like the, get all the gluten free beers you can for your friends and family as well. Yeah. So
3: and if there's anyone you don't like, uh send them pickleback.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gonna backfire actually. thank you guys for coming <laughs> on. We'll link so to much. all your Thanks socials so and good. everything else as well. Yeah.
3: Thank you very much. We will see you when we see you. this. Yeah, um, so
1: you
0: got a pumpkin i got oh, so
1: on patch oh i mean the patch is cool yeah the patch is definitely cool jealous that's of that, gonna take pride of place I'm, on my
0: camp blanket
1: i i um i think the patch is really cool but i also don't have like sewing skills yeah. and stuff like that. like you've got like all the necessary the skills to sew things on <laughs> i like artwork so for me i'm like it's perfect cool perfect i gift. love it um yeah (laughs) and the note said uh i think if i recall correctly you like really cool artwork and i absolutely do thank you so much both guys because that was just a really good conversation i feel like and the beers are like genuinely they're so good i mean i've
0: always really liked brass castle and i think we've i'm sure we've had their beers on more than once because we've had Uh... we had them we had the pizza goes i feel like we must have had something else on
1: i think we've at least had them on once before that as well like before or after that as well yeah but i've personally had yeah, them personally dogs, so i said i them. i know that I, as i said on the episode um i've definitely recommended them to people of yeah. my good experiences with them and uh yeah it's just like especially as we're approaching christmas buying season and you will have people in your life that are like i like beer but you know having you know gluten intolerance means i can't have this and that and yeah I think they're like a perfect brewery to buy from because I have, as a person that doesn't have a gluten intolerance, I've enjoyed every single one of these mm-hmm. beers and I've not sat there and gone, oh, it's lacking this flavour, it's lacking that flavour. And I'm not just saying that because they were on like genuinely. Yeah. Um, I've chosen to have them before and I'll choose to have them again. And like, especially that pumpkin spice white stuff. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. And I was really, I'm not going to lie.
0: And let's be real, listeners, we're picky about our pumpkin beers.
1: Yeah, and I also uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was like the dill pickle beer, <laughs> scared. She's been judging it full like literally scared.
0: when she saw when we'll still the try it. email. Yeah, she was like when she saw the planning email, she was like, Oh no. I was like, pickle oh no. Beer. And I was like, it's okay, you're gonna enjoy it. And she's like, like, I'll try
1: it. I and will And I was like, no, no. Seriously. I will always try something yeah. like weird and interesting, even if I know that it's not normally something I go for. I've had, you know, oyster stouts, blah, blah, blah. but they're, they're not bad, actually. Um, I've had pickle beers and like 50% success rate on those. I've mm-hmm. had mustard beer, enjoyed that. Like there's a lot of things I've had that sound really weird, but actually I'm I almost lean into it if it's weird. Even if I think I might not like that and it's just a personal preference thing it might just be my taste buds and i was genuinely like oh i still want to try it because it's unique mm-hmm. however what if i don't like it and actually i mean they're all really good but that one is particularly really nice actually yeah. very sessionable I just very think easy that drinking
0: brass castle like play with flavors and knock it out of the park like I don't think I've ever had a bad beer from them.
1: But again, I, I also think that there's that level of like... I mean, we, we talked about other on the podcast. Like, they've come from more like trad background mm-hmm. and then they've started doing more creative things. And it's like, you can't kind of sit there and go, oh, they're a you know, stuffy old trad brewery quote-unquote. Yeah. Quote. I'm using air quotes if you're just listening to it. Um, I mean, they're making pickleback. They're making fig, blueberry and almond water. They're making so pumpkin spice beer. Like, you can't just go oh yeah, they just do trad. Because that's, I, I I personally believe that. I don't think that's a flaw to do trad styles yeah. really well. I think you can do trad styles well. You can do creative styles well. And you can do a mix of like creative trad styles really well. And there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, that just means that you're providing something for different audiences. So that there's, you can go to a tap room of theirs. You can go to their tap room and go, there's going to be something that someone in my family likes whether that's like uh my my dad likes traditional beers so he got that I like more creative interesting beers my mum wants to have something a bit blended like that element of stuff I think um they really tick those boxes and yeah I really enjoyed the walk through all the beers if I'm honest yeah yeah um yeah thank you so much I'm so glad that we had them
0: on I'm so glad that I bumped into Nate the indie man oh my god they're, they're a brewery I never like, think would want to talk to like when, right. <laughs> I feel like, like they
1: would be a brewery they would never want to talk to us but so. I bumped
0: into them and they were like yeah we're from Brass Castle and I was like oh and they're like oh we listen to your podcast I was
1: like you do Anytime You're like, it's you want to do Like I'm like, no, you, you don't yeah. listen to us. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a person. Like that's a brewery. I, I mean, most breweries I would never approach unless I've met them somewhere first because I'd be like, who wants? You know, they don't want to talk to me. So when someone's like, oh, I listen to you, what? Oh, <laughs> me us what yeah people listen um, to us people listen
0: yeah. to us and we're making a difference in the world oh i still don't i don't know if i still accept that yes. yeah, that's too you, much for you me you have but... to accept you have to accept it nathan is literally uh he's in the embodiment of that so you have to well you know how him, i man. am
1: you know how i am and that's just never gonna happen but no, we're i get, really We're getting do...
0: over this is imposter syndrome we're i do over i do
1: appreciate them coming on because it, like i said that i mean it would never be i would never approach because i'd just be like oh I don't think they'd want to and so that was just like a really cool conversation and definitely the next time I mean I don't think they're massively far away um especially from like a from a American perspective (laughs) a few hours (laughs) driving I'm like yeah like oh I could drive that long and still stay within Massachusetts so like that's not that bad so I definitely um I didn't know they had a tap room no. I kind of wish we asked them more about the tap room, but I think there was just so many other things that I wanted to ask them about. So this is, conscious so this that is I what started we have to do. And...
0: This is what we have to do. We have to go to the tap room and ask them about the tap room. Yeah. And do Maybe that's it. One.
1: Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Cool. Podcast on tour. <laughs> Where, listeners, do you want us to go when we're on tour? Let uh, us know. I would love to go there because like I said I didn't know that they had a tap room and yeah. um, I just knew them for their beer and not for their location, so um cool that was that was a good episode yeah enjoyed this that. good we hope you enjoyed it too we enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed
0: <laughs> it um Tori if people want to tell you where we should go on tour um where can they get hold of you
1: yeah if you want to talk to me about uh where we should go on tour and give me some suggestions or uh tell me about the what well, you can do is so you can tell me about the best thing you've seen stamped across the bottom of a can <gasps> before because I'm a massive yes. fan of that And if you are as well, tell me your favorite one that you've had, that you've, that you've encountered in the wild. Um, You can do that on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism, or I guess on Gmail at adventures in optimism (laughs) at (laughs) gmail.com. Or you can email the podcast, which is a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. so joe if people want to talk to you about their favorite of the selection of brass castle Mm -hmm. that we've had today or just in general where can they find you i'd love to
0: discuss these beers because they were delicious um you can get hold of me at my beer school which is love beer learning on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest there is a website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and i have an email address which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com email there email me there tell me where you want us to go um tell me which of these wonderful brass castle beers you bought using the excellent discount code that they gave oh, us code. is i didn't know anything
1: about that yeah. that was i was like yeah oh my god that's amazing go
0: buy their beers tell us how great they are use support the discount code small business small small business small support independent wow. brewers, independent brewers independent brewers small brewers local do it and the code is a woman's brew all lowercase we'll put it in the show notes as well with the shop so you can go directly there and buy some of these delicious beers
1: keep the Which independent breweries going and making the yes. most interesting yes. beers you can let's do pickle it Pickle beers pickle back for life back. i didn't think i'd ever say that who knew <laughs> who knew
0: uh, on that note cheers, cheers.